Hello everybody, this is Gordo and you're listening to Those Conspiracy Guys. And before we start this wonderful little show about the werewolf of Bedburg, Peter Stump, I just want to let you know a little bit of great news for Claire and myself. On the 20th of January, we welcomed into the world a new addition to our little uh, band of co-conspirators here in TCG Towers. Our daughter, Rena Joy Rochford, came to us on uh, Wednesday the 20th of January. It's been a crazy couple of weeks. It's been good good fun, good crack, uh, but crazy. Uh, the sleep is rare. The times are good. <laughs> and the hearts are full over here. Claire and I are absolutely ecstatic and delighted. Uh, child is healthy. Mother is very healthy. Uh, father's all right. You know, a bit of weight, but, uh, you know, he's working on it. And um, the father's me, by the way. Just, <laughs> that sounded like it was a whole, whole third other guy or whatever. So, yeah, we're, we're a happy family. And... I just want to say thanks to all you guys for listening, for sticking with it, for facilitating this beautiful, wonderful, fantastic life. And I'm very happy to announce that, uh, yeah, we have a little daughter in the world, guys. So if you want to congratulate me, you send me a DM on Instagram or uh, on Discord. And if you want to say hi to Claire, she's on Instagram at TCG Claire. You can hit her up and uh, and say well done, uh, Mammy Claire. So yeah, uh, w- without further ado, here's the episode, and uh, well, I, ho- I hope you enjoy it. Hitler, Roswell, JFK, Cryptozoology and NSA, Global Woman and Eleven Government Lies, tell them all about it, those conspiracy guys. Hello, and welcome to another Those Conspiracy Guys. This time, we're talking about probably one of the oldest true crime cases that I've ever seen, ever, documented. 16th century shit going on here. Uh, the story of Peter Stump, or Peter Stumpf. Uh, he was a, a, a werewolf, a rapist, and a cannibal. And not in that order. Werewolf, rapist, cannibal, possibly pedophile as well. I mean, throw, like, fuck it, he's dead, throw the book at him. Uh, this one is dark, I'll have to say, but not very uh, factually based. There's not a lot of uh, documentation that, to speak of, but we do have whatever documentation there is. We have it here uh, at Those Conspiracy Guys. If anything in this episode uh, draws your ire, or indeed you just want to say, hey, uh, love you guys, uh, info at Those Conspiracy Guys is the address you can send me an email to. Or if you want to interact with me and other members of the TCG community, we have a wonderful Discord uh, hopping over there. If you want to get into that, you're going to have to email me or DM me somewhere for an invite. Uh, I don't be on the Twitters or the Facebooks really anymore. I do check the DMs sporadically, but uh, Instagram is the place where I hang out the most. So if you want to get onto me, DM me on Instagram, at those conspiracy guys is the tag. Um, fuck Twitter, fuck Facebook, fuck YouTube uh, for now, I guess. Uh, if you want to watch videos of this, this is actually live streaming to the wonderful folks at Patreon. So patreon.com slash those conspiracy guys. You pay $5, roll it up, throw it up the internet, and you can watch these being live streamed. So from now, you're listening to this right now. Uh, we're live streaming it from TCG Towers with guests in studio, with cameras, lights, and action. Uh, and for five bucks, you can watch all of them through. If you're if you're not a Patreon person, you're going to have to wait for a while. These will be released over the coming weeks and months. So like I said, if you want to get a taster, get, get them into you first. Five bucks, patreon.com slash those conspiracy guys. All the links 
for all of the stuff, anywhere we are, all the uh, intermittent and sporadic social media pages that come up and then get bought by Google and disappear. Uh, I'm fed up with calling them all out. So there's a magic link. It's like a link tree. You click on it and everything is in it. There's one link in the description below. If you click that, find your favourite place to DM me uh, and jump on the Discord. But yeah, this episode, Peter Stump, Strump, Strump, even Trump. Oh, spoiler alert. We'll get that over later. But joining me in the studio to talk about uh, Pather Strump is comedian, podcaster, actor, bum vivant, father, lover, and uh, all-around golden-voiced uh, podcast proficient, Mr. Tony Cantwell. Hello, Tony. Gordo, you forgot, friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is our first good chat for the it day. Is actually, yeah. We haven't uh, we haven't hung out that often. No, although I've listened a lot to your show. It's one of those weird things that people say when they meet me. They're like, <laughs> "Yeah, okay, <laughs> okay, yeah," because mm-hmm. they're used they're used to a one way <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of I was like that for the first half hour. I was like, "Go ahead, yeah." Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> what else? Are you going to do a rap? Do yeah. a rap? Yeah, you already you did bring that up. Yeah, you asked me to kind of do a bit of a freestyle straight into this. I mean, you know. I, I don't. I'm not you, forcing you. You felt like you held the, the silence there to get me to do it right here. I'm not forcing you to do it, but uh, I think when we acquire, maybe we acquire a bit of facts about Peter Stump. Yeah, we get we get the momentum the going. Yeah, we drop a, a boots and boots and cans, boots, boots and cans, boots yeah. and cans and boots and cans. So tell us, you you I've listened to you many's the hour. Thank you on sir. both of your podcasts, which are Chef's Kiss. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you very much. Um, Tell us about them. Uh, well, I have one podcast which is just me chatting shy, which is Tony Cantwell Shit Show. Uh, I had to change it to be a bit more algorithmic friendly to Tony Cantwell's Hit Show. S H one T Hit Hit Show. Oh, Hit Show. Yeah. yeah. Apple doesn't like it when you swear. They don't like it when you swear. I mean, they're not really. Are they? You know, not to discredit them, but you know, are they gonna? Are they gonna win the podcast battle in the grand scheme of things? I'm just saying they don't want the Chinese children who are creating their iPhones in factories <laughs> to ever see a bad word in a podcast description. I mean, to be fair, it's a courtesy I don't even offer my own child. Maybe they're a better person than I am. Yes. Um, so that's one of me just chatting shite. Um, and it's great. I love, I love, obviously, the sound of my own voice. Um, and I love the fact that I can just sit there and chat for, you know, an hour about literally anything. You know, you're, you know, comedian as well. Um, and actually, the first time we met was uh, you know I'm reformed. Com- I'm a reformed. Sorry, comic. reformed comic. Yeah. So you know the frustration. I've been off comedy for about seven years, and that was eight years maybe. Yeah. Well, off the off the uh, off the wagon, off the brown, but yeah. off the brown. <laughs> seven months. Sally Cinnamon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know that like a lot of the time to do like a good joke, you have to refine it to the point of a tweet, but an amazing tweet. You might have like a kind of a story, and then you realize that now I got to cut that down and cut it down almost to a tweet. But when you podcast, you can have a half-formed bit and you can talk about it for 20 minutes. And tease it out, tease all the bits exactly. out of it. Exactly, yeah. and then people are like, oh, that's funny. And you're like, well, thank you for saying that. That's It's it's like it's it, like instead of giving somebody like a, a sealed, labelled, yeah. perfectly like designed bottle of your bespoke alcohol, bespoke yes. beer that you've brewed in your microbrewery, yeah. you're just basically giving somebody some water and some yeast and a lump of kind of yeah. bread to put into it. Just mulch. And then you're just like, I'd just shake that around a bit. It'd be grand. Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then people will kind of talk about it, being like, the bit about, and they'll say the bit about how kids, um, how there's difference between a salt and vinegar kid and a smoky bacon kid and a ready salted kid. And for them, that still sounds like a bit. But for me, I was talking for about eight minutes trying to find my own fucking feet. Can I swear? Oh, I swear away, okay. yeah, cunt flaps. Trying to, trying to find my own cunt flaps, you know, um, and so I really enjoyed where that. did you come down, Sunday or Smoky Bacon? Uh, I was a, I was a Smoky Bacon kid. Mm. 
which was kind of like didn't really want to play the football. You Sm- know, smoky bacon is a that's a gateway crisp. It is a gateway crisp. It, it no, but like I think the smoky bacon kids are also you know the smoky bacon crisps. Oh yeah, as well. You know, they're the same ones that have uh, the shandy with point zero five, and they drink two cans of it, and they're supposed to go, yeah, I'm pissed. <laughs> that's the guy. I know him. Salt and vinegar was kind of like active go getter. If you if your mates kicked the ball over the wall, salt and vinegar kids the lad to yeah. jump over, and then cheese and onion is the one where his family actually really love him, and he's the one who owns the ball. He doesn't mind having normal crisps because he doesn't feel that cheese and onion is like deficient. Exactly. It's like ah, oh, I I like these, but I want something more. Yeah, because his life is lacking. He's like, I'm comfortable. Cheese and he's onion comfortable. Is he doesn't feel like he has to f- find a subculture. Mm-hmm. He's just happy in his own. You know, it doesn't need to identify him. You know, uh, and then ready salted. <sighs> They're the kind of people who still are living with their mas now in the estate. Yeah, they normally have like a prefix "mad" attached to their name, <laughs> so it's Mad like, Brendan. Yeah, Mad Brian. Mad yeah. Brian yeah. from the road. That's a salt. That's no, a ready, ready salted. Or, or they got to feel special. Yeah, and not in the like Olympics. Well, Version of special, but oh, yeah. they got to feel special when Pringles brought out like paprika, yeah, which is just ready salted, or uh, just with a different name. Do you know? I'd say Peter Stump would have been a paprika. You've been to like Europe, and it's all paprika crisps, yeah, but and it all mean, the bags are fucking this size. But ready salted, what does that mean in in in, in like translated from you know. English into German? Ready salted. It's like sure, they're not going to be salted <laughs> in the future. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I don't understand this Monica and ready it says salted it's all on the back. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think uh, smoky bacon is a gateway crisp. Yeah, it can lead you down the dark path of like prong cocktail. Prong cocktail. I have. A, I feel prong cocktail is a phase. Yeah, I feel like that's a phase. You know, I don't like a, I don't like a girl who's sixteen and she tries l- lesbianism for a summer. Yeah, you same know. flavor. It's nice. It's it's yeah. great. It's great you're doing that. Like, <laughs> exploring. Yeah. Sharon, your fingers smell like prawn cocktail crisps. Are you a lesbian? No, no, it's just the crisps. No, it was. Um, I was eating skips. <laughs> but then, then you see you have your monster munches and your yeah. hunky dories. You're going into your experimentals. That's going your rancheros. Yeah, yeah, rancheros. That's it is a gateway. Yeah, I think yeah, it is a gateway. Yeah, and then and then when you get them hunky dories, mm. the next level is you're trying to find the crunchier crisp. Yeah. So you're going into like Walker's Crunch, Triple yeah. Crunch. Travel crunch is a great one. You're going into the deep ridges of yeah. the of the um the walkers deep ridge like bacon beef yeah and you'll I, never be satisfied but no matter how deep the ridges are you be have the inside you're meant to be cut to bits <laughs> and you'll never be satisfied with the crunch man. Tell you what though, if you really want to get off your fucking nut on a crisp, uh, what's it? What's the fucking discos? Oh Salt yeah, salt and vinegar discos. <laughs> They were so Blow crazy your fucking head out of your that head. they had an extra bag of flavor yeah. to to dump yeah. into the bag. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Put, like, you can have them on their own and be like, wing, 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 wing. <laughs> yeah. Like when you eat a spoonful of brown sauce, you go like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you make that face. But the discos, yeah. you could eat them on their own and get that. Discos but was if like you were like a head shop. <laughs> man, I'm going to do fucking two lines of salt and vinegar powder. <laughs> yeah. Gives can a I key button, gives a bump of that. Can I get meow meow flavor, yeah. can I? Just like this. Fucking, oh, that fucking <laughs> yeah. disco powder. Yeah. One lad just collected all the bags of powder. Yeah. I just kept them and sold them in school then. Yeah. So you can put them on your food at home. It's a racket. Because it's not know. salt, it's something else. It's something fucking else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wish I could have a packet of those right now. I think they're gone. Well, I'm counting my calories in general. I'm not like changing that, but I'm counting my calories at the moment. So. Yeah, me too, me too. Yeah, I have to say, mm. uh, the LB is racked up over over lockdown. And over lockdown, uh, you, the shit show grew and grew. The shit show grew and grew. And now it's, I got like a, a, a very 
supportive and beautiful Patreon like yourself. Yes. And what a phenomenal the li- community. The, the lifeblood of, of my life, I, I feel like. Ah, the, the my employers. Yeah. Who I love dearly. Mm. My best best boss I've ever had. Um, so it's been great. I've been really, really, um, really enjoying it. And it was really like a, the, and, you know, the, the lockdown kind of uh, twisted my arm a little bit mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, I have no money. Mm. <laughs> I cannot get by. You weren't allowed to go play outside with the rest of the kids. No, actually, the tour, I had a tour cancelled. Yeah, you know? that, that was shit. And I had like, uh, you know, and it was a big tour. And I was all like. And you've been promoting it for a whole year. Yeah, I had. And, you know, my wife who um, has an actual job, you know, I was like, baby, this is, hey, I'm going to look out. Oh, daddy's going to look after you now. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I can't. <laughs> I but it, can't felt, do that. it felt like I listened to your show all the way along from the very start. Yeah. And I felt like maybe after episode like 12 or 13, since mm. like March, yeah, the game was like upped. Yeah. Almost in some, some kind of like frantic creative way where you're, you're forced. It's like someone was standing behind Pablo Picasso going, paint that fucking thing blue or you're dead. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. But like, I, I love that. But you can like, feel the hunger in it. It's a great podcast. I ah, recommend anyone you. to go listen to Tony Cantwell's shit show. Thank you very much. What it is. Thank you very uh, much. It has the Gordo seal of approval of hilarity. I appreciate it. But you know yourself, like when you, when you know, when you know that someone's expecting it, you know, yeah. and, and then one further with someone's paying for it, yeah. you know, uh, just, but like that, I do think that makes good, Art, like this is an art, but you know, or not this, but you know, I, I, like my, I don't think my podcast is 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 an art or whatever like that. But well, it's creative from your own mind, out of love, yeah, from your own opinions, yeah, that nobody else can do. I mean, what's the definition of art? People are arguing over that for ages. It's true. I mean, it's not traditionally art, art, no. But like, what's a professional comedian? It's a comedian that gets paid to be to do comedy. So, what's like a professional artist to someone who makes a thing, yeah, and and gets people to pay for it? Well, being a jester for an hour. Regardless of the platform, yes. you know it having having to do that and knowing that someone's listening to it and I have to do it. Actually, the pressure fucking does make some good stuff. I mean, dude, we, we, those conspiracy guys are coming on leaps and bounds. I'm delighted with myself, mm. and uh, I wouldn't be still doing it if there wasn't that many people listening. Mm. Really, as hard or as as often. Totally. Um, so we're rocking in with season eight, and uh, this episode, I said I had to get you on. Thank you very much. To do this one. This guy was on my list since we did a werewolf episode back in the Dizzy. I yeah. think it's episode four from season one. That's available on Patreon only. Mm-hmm. Patreon.com slash those conspiracy guys. Um, yeah, it's back behind the paywall because the audio was so poor. Uh-huh. We were recording on a, a little recorder that I had inside of a, you know those electric buzzers for like uh, flying insects? Yeah. And I took the electric part out and I used the plastic thing as a kind of a, uh, a shock mount like I have on this right. microphone yeah, and I put yeah, elastic yeah. bands in it and put the microphone oh, in it. MacGyver. MacGyver job. Yeah. We were all around the kitchen table. So in the werewolf episode, which is one of my favourites uh, mm. topic-wise, we got into it, the, the nature of humanity, yeah. the animalistic side, the lizard brain, the, the the side of humanity that says like, don't fuck and eat people. Yeah. As much as you may want to. Yeah, totally. And uh, I listened to your show, Sexy Beasts. Yeah, my other podcast. The other podcast, which is also Chef's Kiss. Thank you very much. My monster review, the key thing is review because we're not experts. Yes. So when you say it's a review, anyone's a fucking reviewer. I don't think anyone's an expert on anything anymore. (laughs) I know, yeah. The internet has really fucking flattened the curve. Yeah, they have, especially the actual experts. Yes. (laughs) Who have been castrated. Yeah, 12 years (laughs) of medical school. Nah, shut up. Exactly. Yeah, so Sexy Beast, tell us about it. There's a back catalogue there now. 
Yeah, there's a chunky back catalogue. So we rate and review monsters uh, and we kind of look at the monsters. So you obviously got the big ones, you know, your Bigfoot, you got your Loch Ness Monster, but you've even got your Banshees. You've got your, you know... Your Crook Dove or what, what's that? The horse that lives in the... The ghost horse that lives in the bog. Oh, yeah. Well, there's the... The puka, and then there was oh the the well there's another there's the tikbalang which is the sexy ho- horse man yes. Philippines oh you did the just this hot Jabba Fofi Jabba Fofi yeah and Mbembe Mbembe is. Mbembe is my favorite Mbembe Mbembe yes. is just there's a fucking dinosaur in the woods that's all you need to know in the Congo in the woods everyone knows there's a fucking stegosaurus in there and just they know yeah you know and the way they talk about it they see it when they're washing their clothes it's there it's my favorite cryptid so we look at these we look at whether how we rank it on its fighting ability, obviously, first thing. We're yes, two, two lads. Uh, evidence for, uh, uh, what is it? The What's the C? Cool factor. And then uh, sex appeal. It's right. sexy. What's it got on them scales? You know what I mean? Yeah. That sort of thing. How many how many arms has it got to gently caress you at night? Exactly. That's exactly it. Because genuinely, the, the first idea, which is still in the name, was like, how could we date? cryptids <laughs> that was the podcast being like if we were to take Loch Ness Monster out on a date or Bigfoot out on a date are you saying <laughs> like genuinely shorthand is that like how do I fuck him how do I fuck it yeah how do I fuck it? yeah you can do like mouth and boob stuff but like Selkie. What, what do you do with a mermaid with sex wise do you, does she like lay a bunch of eggs and you just wank into them this is my dream <laughs> is the is how fish are uh, you know be fertile, you know, like yeah. that's just, you know, just, there's the eggs and just you show up and that's the job, the job done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's my no, dream, you know, no like, I like, I like intimacy, <laughs> but it's a nice kink as well. Yeah, I'm sure we could, you could get some tapioca and make your dreams come true, bro. Um, but Sexy Beast is available everywhere you get podcasts too. Mm. And uh, you did do a werewolf episode. I have to say, I don't know who does your artwork, but it's the finest artwork on the fucking internet for a podcast. Thank you very much. The finest artwork you can find. It is uh, Ashling O'Reilly. Okay. Um, and Very uh, special. Ashling O'Reilly on socials. Um, I'll put the links for everything in the description. Whopper. So um, I need to write it down. But, yeah, no, um, she's, she's she's incredible. Um, she even recently did, like, the anime. She did the artwork for the animated show on RTE, um, uh, talking it out and everything, you know, yeah. like, that was, like, the fir- one of the first, well, kind of improv uh, animated shows or she did but she's incredible and she every single week we just send her okay this is what we're doing it's sexy horseman this is what we're doing it's a dinosaur in the woods this is the Mongolian death worm you know and she she's on, on her little iPad getting it yeah on. just does it and fantastic the, yeah she's an incredible artist I, I, I thought some of them some of them were so high production I was like how the fuck am much is Tony paying <laughs> somebody to make this shit like yeah. it's so good Ah no, and really, just really yeah, good. no, she's 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 one preferred, uh, and I I loved her Wolfman. Her Wolfman was just like the exact Wolfman that I like. You know who is it? The old Universal Monsters Wolfman. Is um, it the one from uh, Monster Squad where it's like man yeah. with jeans that are cut off at the knees, yeah, and hairy legs, and then like big upper shoulders, neck head, kind yeah. of all in one, yeah, like Man of War from or uh, Man at Arms from uh, He Man, but yeah. like in a wolf ship, yeah, yeah, and but like like hot. Yeah. Like a hot dude. Yeah. Like a cool dude. Like you want your traps. You want your, what are those neck ones called? Uh, lats. Uh, are they lats? Yeah. You want your, you want your know. ears connected I've, I've, to I've your. I've been saying glutes about my fucking <laughs> arm. And my wife was laughing at me. Get the glutes gone. <laughs> fucking good, man. Yeah, the traps and the props and the ribosobs and yeah, all the yeah. zipsorps and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, we know all that shit. Your, your um, scapula. Oh, there's yeah. one. What's that? Shoulder blade. Oh, very good. Oh, scapula. <laughs> Is that like, oh, c- 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 the egg is burning. Give me the scapula there to like flip it over. Uh, yeah, I'm talking about that. Yeah, yeah, this thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the uh, Sexy Beasts and 
Tony Cantwell's shit show. Yeah, they're available in everywhere you get. We're um, recently back uh, doing movie monsters, looking to rank and compete those in a tournament. So if that's your bag, check it out. Peter Strump and his werewolf-like tendencies, you've probably read or heard in the the description or in the top of the show. This lad is a fucking dirty... He's a dirty, you know... He, I think he ha- he had to go that extreme so that people could kind of, you know, he made the impact, you he's, know. He's remembered forever for a reason. And I think as we go through it, um, there are certain core beliefs in humanity, in a mm. human's psyche, that this story evokes uh, yeah. a kind of an emotional response to. Mm-hmm. I think it could be like the original werewolf story. Obviously, there's like, you know, Native American and, um, and we'll go through it as well, like ancient mm. Greek and stuff like that where people turn into animals yeah but there's um there's a certain level of like beware the beast inside yeah i think that's why werewolves for me are my favorite like of all of all the monster squad same you know werewolf for me 100 percent. i loved vampires and i'd love to be that charming in the same way that gambit's my favorite x-man i have whatever reason want to be a big cool debonair lad right yeah but i have that cool Louisiana accent it's Of course like, Hey baby You want to go ahead of pint day Like that kind of stuff <laughs> yeah, That's exactly it's what really he talks cool. like That's really it's good Very good yeah. Very good uh, A Cajun kind of like Very good Cajun I'm going yeah. yeah. lay it down I'm going to lay it down I'm going to lay Yeah like, exactly I mean, And the inflections of the sentences Make you go like Was that a question Are you telling me what to do yeah. oh, I don't know Go on Wow you're invading my personal space Yeah like let a, go on <laughs> yeah. Have it But yeah so I like, wonder <laughs> When Gambit is doing sex Can he do can he? You know the way he does that thing where he has the two fingers, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he does that to the playing cards. Yeah, I wonder can he do that to like a G spot if he's yeah. just like just a light. Like, does he do that? Can it work? Now, were you doing uh, the theme from the X Men? Yes, the cartoon version. No, but I thought that, that sounded like the Oom Jagalaga do do I did a little did from like wind up my from Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, yeah. No, like the, no, the X Men is. You were doing it. Was that not that? You were like, was I doing boom shakalaka? Was it little? That's what you were doing. And I was like, yeah, because it's sexy. It's a sexy song. I can just see the fucking Wolverine, the beast, jumping over the thing, going. My mom did my chant. Boom, shagalag, real boy. Yeah, oh my god. My yeah, glasses I, I, are fogged because of that. That was so funny. Sorry. I'd say you can, and I'd say you can do a little spark nipple as well. You know? Yeah, you would you would imagine so. Um, so, yeah, Peter Strump, what had you heard about him? Had you heard about him? Uh, this is the way the format of the show goes. Did you know anything about this motherfucker before I, I asked you to come on? did a whole podcast on werewolves, and this guy never came up. Um, this guy barely came up an hour one. Yeah. Barely. But it was just like a guy who wore a belt who turned into a wolf. Yeah, that I, was all it was. I, I didn't heard about deep. another a Swiss lad who actually wore a pelt, mm. and you know he he had gone around and and, and jacked a load of people. Not to the extent of this. Yeah, and and this has something that I didn't expect, which was normally in, in the in the, the werewolf story. It's like the remorse is part of it. You know. Yeah. He was down to clown. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, he was like this Getting is into it. yeah Getting like good to him. like this was like almost like he like a superpower. Like he's fucking Captain Planet or some shit. When he puts his belt on and does the bidding of, you know, the I think devil. Usually in the werewolf um, archetype story, mm. you have a man who has been inadvertently bitten. Yeah. And has a curse of lycanthropy. Jack Nicholson. Put upon him. Yeah. Why Jack Nicholson? The film Wolf. Did you ever see Wolf? No. What? <laughs> what? what? No. Mike Nichols' film, where Jack Nicholson and Michelle Pfeiffer, James Bader's arrival wolf. 
Yes! I love when you find out about something. This happened to me with Near Dark, where I hadn't heard about Near Dark, the Catherine Bigelow vampire film. And But yeah, Wolfman, you got to check it out. It's not great. It's not great. But Jack Nicholson is like, he's like... <laughs> Jack Nicholson Jack is a Nicholson, werewolf. He's a lawyer. And he gets bitten. And then you see him in his office being like, little early to be drinking, huh? you know, and all this. Like, he's doing all these wolf skills. But then, like, he, he goes out and, like, and it's t- weird. Like, it's meant to be like a comedy, like a dark comedy, but it's not funny at all. It's like Scrooge, but werewolves. Yeah, but not funny at all. It's like Teen Wolf, but <laughs> yeah, but with a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. It's, like, it's definitely worth to watch. Does, he, does he lean into the, to the wolf jokes being like, if you throw a ball, I'm probably going to chase it. <laughs> like, does he do that shit? He's kind of like kind of cool in demeanor, but like this kind of cool demeanor. But like, I couldn't believe it was like a Mike Nichols film. Like, I think like he did like the birdcage after this, mm. you know. Um, but it's... Um, I, I've got to watch it. It's Let's awesome. Let's stop the podcast now. Oh, it. man, it's so good. Um, so, yeah, what was I going to say there? Sorry, yeah, you were saying the remorse, the kind of... Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Usually the, the trope in, in, in lycanthropy like, is that you're inadvertently gifted this, that some something bit you or scraped you, you know, like American yeah. Werewolf in London or American yeah. Werewolf in Paris, and when the moon comes up, you're like, oh, no, against my will, like the howling and all totally. these kind of things. Uh, in the howling, I kind of circumvented that by going like, well, we're proud to be werewolves. You mm. know, it's like werewolf supremacy. Yeah. Almost, you know, yeah. the, the, the KKK or the WWW yeah. of the werewolves. And usually they don't want to turn because mm. they're like, oh, no, I'm going to take a life now. I'm going to I'm going to re- relieve somebody of their living yeah. breath, eat them probably. And then like they end up <laughs> with mm. like ripped jeans, like the Hulk who's come back down to earth going like, oh, Jesus, what have I done? But it's always in film, you know, they're there with like a hot woman. And it's all like, you know, go, no, go, yeah. I can't be here. Yeah. Like, it's absolute horn dog. Yeah. And so start stretching and they're yeah. all like, yeah, maybe it's because the red rocket comes out. Maybe they I get the horn. that's what it is. And it's all. Like a red rocket comes out of their already normal human penis. Yes. It is like an extra, like a xenomorph mouth <laughs> out of their normal penis. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens. I've seen it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I'm trying to make that not be in my head now. <laughs> Sorry. But Fuck, yeah. you blew my mind twice in like 45 seconds. So Sorry, bro. The, 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 the trope is that I don't want to do it. Yeah. But but this Peter guy, Peter Stump. Like, welcomed loved it. it. Loved it. Like, and he's not the only one. There's a few lads mm. who did suffer from the official mental illness called uh, lycanthropy, which we'll talk yes. about in a minute as well. Yeah. Um, they, they, they kind of leaned into it, and it was excused as the animalistic nature of this, like, uh, untamable... Um, vicious human side mm. and I mean you could say the same about like the Dammers and the John Wayne Gacy's yeah. and the you know these guys uh, the Chickatillos and the the H.H. H. Holmes's the guys who would who would rend the and, last two, and tear John Wayne Gacy the killer clown yeah I know him yeah um, they, they, these guys would rend and tear flesh and pull Chickatillo's a Russian uh, a serial killer who would like bite the nipples off his women as he was raping and strangling them and stuff. so it's like cannibalism Involved in the whole kind of thing, mm. like an animalistic rending, tearing mm. flesh. You know, yeah. I don't know. Is it were werewolfism? Is that something that we've? Because in our werewolf episode, like I kind of put it down to, it's a story told as a cautionary tale. Yes, you know, um, usually very closely linked with a strong Christian presence. Exactly. You know, like I think the earliest stories are 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 from. I mean, I think there was a saint or something like that. How the first story of a werewolf in like sixty AD? Yeah, I don't know the name of him. It's, it escapes me. But um, it's usually very closely linked with that kind of, with them kind of stepping out of line of the church. You know? Yeah, that they've become unruly or un, un mm. unwieldy. 
uncontrollable. And the thing is, like, that what I really loved, that like, wide aware was was my favorite, was because I was like, I'd love an excuse to get away with fucking. Like, <laughs> that's you know, the thing. It was just like that's that wasn't me. It's like you know, it's a it's an upgrade up from I was locked. <laughs> I was just drunk. But funny enough, you know? in the werewolf episode, we find that there are some variations of these uh, crazy events that happen where someone's like, oh, he was taken over and he became an animal mm. because he was eat, drinking beer where the yeast had gone off and has or, or had eaten bread where the yeast had gone off. Mm. There's some uh, certain fungus that gives you this like inflammation, some yeah. some kind of a, a, like a pleuratic inflammation in the brains, the, the, the blood-brain barrier, that part goes mm. inflamed and it makes you go mental. Yeah. And... Um, it's in black books, you know, Dave syndrome. Bill Bailey gets it. Oh, he's jumping yeah, on yeah. the car and all. Yeah. So they get that thing, they get this fungus that goes into them. And, and they, it's called like St. Ignatius's eye rock or something like that, like yeah. some kind of weird name. And, uh, or you drink a load of beer and the fucking beer had got the fungus in it. Mm. And then you're like, oh, blah, 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 and you start to fucking stab and cunts up. Like, well, I've been there, you know. Oh, I got spiked. <laughs> but that's the thing. <laughs> it wasn't the eight pints. <laughs> we, we, we drink those eight pints because we want to fucking be on, mm. on Dame Street on our knees, roaring into the sky in front of Charlie's fire, Four. Do you know, we want, we you want know, that. Some, to be somehow. fair, when I've seen people like in relationships they didn't want to be in. Yeah. And then they, they drink. You know, it's usually it's usually people like I know people drinking like a lot and getting a bit wild when they years ago when they've been in relationships they didn't want to be in, yeah. but literally like howling at the moon running at cars. Yeah, you know. Oh, we've all done it. Yeah, <laughs> like we've all been there. But I would say the furthest I would like to go, just just to, just so people know, is Teen Wolf, is surfing USA on a van, being the star basketball yeah. player, being, being able the to coolest guy at the prom. Yeah. That kind of thing. Be able to dance very good. That's, you know. Dunk a, dunk a hoop. It's kind of nutty professor. Like, you know, yeah. that that's the vibe. That's the way I'm going with the, the whole overweight thing. I don't want to be overweight and get, like, diabetes and get, like, heart mm. failure, or, like, <laughs> thrombosis, yeah. arrhythmia. Like, I'm doing it so that people find me, like, funnier and more jolly. Yeah. Like, it's kind of, you know. Exactly. Like a like a, a sociable weight gain. Totally. That's the thing. Exactly. We're all aiming for that. So, in the, in the episode as well, we talked about uh, the Vikings wearing the the bear and wolf pelts. Oh wow. It's where we get the berserker berserker from. <gasps> so berserk is like bear skin, like a skin of a bear. Mm. And then they take a load of mushrooms and then they go and like invade an English village or a French village from the north. And so that's where the original kind of werewolf stories came from was France. They brought it to the New World to America. Mm. It was uh, amalgamated with the Native American kind of skinwalker uh, animalistic kind of shamanic stories of people becoming animals at nighttime, and um, it was super super interesting episode for me to learn so deeply about werewolves so totally. long ago. Uh, and usually it was just like a movie thing, or you'd watch a movie, you know, silver bullets, and yeah, fucking, yeah, yeah, don't feed them after midnight and all that because they'll multiply. You know this kind <laughs> yeah, of shit. Yeah, werewolves. Yeah, um, but yeah, to learn about Peter Stump and and how politically inclined, mm. how like legally they were able to do this thing and then to have all the connections later on into future stories. So mm. we might as well yeah. drop in and, and loose the veil of mystery on this story. Um, so the story of Peter Stump comes from a document that was written and published in 1590 by an Englishman called George Bores. Uh, it, then, it was then rediscovered by an occultist called Augustus Montague Summers in 1920. And it tells the tale of a furious killer, a monstrous man who would savage women and children to death as if he was an insatiable and uncontrollable beast. This 16-page pamphlet that's like more than 500 years old uh, was a werewolf hunter's guide at the time and gave instructions on how to dispatch a creature of the night as well as the cautionary tale of a German farmer that we know as Peter Stump. So Stump, 
he was also called, he, he, he was so called because he was missing his hand. He went by loads of other names. Peter Stube, Peter Stube, Peter Stube. Stube. There's loads of different with umlauts and shit. And even Peter Griswold. Uh, and he got the name Stump in history because of his famously missing left hand that rumour has it was chopped off when he was in werewolf form. Mm. So this guy, well known, the 16 page document that seemingly came out of nowhere from an occultist. Mm. Like you were making uh, an atkiss of objection. You were like, <gasps> well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a 500-year-old, well, actually. Yeah. Uh, I want to know more about this Augustus Montague because he's also the guy who put together the, the Witch Hunter's Guide. Yes. The Malaeus Maleficarum from probably a similar time, like 500 years ago. All of this shit all started at the same time, this mm. werewolf hunting and witch hunting. It's like when I was young mm. and I used to think a bitch was for a woman and bastard was for a man. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. And uh, it's the other way, like when you're young and you're, you're uh, obliviously gendered on certain yeah. words, you know. And uh, so, yeah, I thought that the werewolf was how they got the men to be like, oh, you're a werewolf. And then a witch, because a werewolf is kind of ah. like, if a man loses control, he gets angry. Mm. And he gets big and he gets hooking, hooking, you know what I mean, throwing horns around. Yeah, I know that guy. And uh, yeah, hitting your wife with the backhand, because the mm. front of the hand is assault, but the back of the hand is a lesson. Ah, the thing, yeah. and uh, and then the women would be witches because they'd be creating like little plans and schemes and stuff. The Teasing. way a, a woman is, you know, mm. she's putting fucking pissing in your soup and putting glass in your dinner and all these little yeah. things. She wouldn't like come out and go, "I'm gonna fucking bleed and fucking lamp you." Like they don't. It's not yeah. an immediate confrontation. It's more of like a, a secret of fucking you know spell yeah. casting. They're smarter, so scheming. Schemers, yeah. that's it, yeah. yeah. So they're not as confrontational. Yeah. So werewolf would be of the male yeah. character type and which would be of the female. So it's just a way to dispatch people you didn't really like. Yeah, that's what I would have seen it as well, you know. Yeah. And it was also the classic, well, there wasn't very good ha- Halloween costumes for werewolves unless you stuck like glue to your, which I did, glue and then fake hair and stuff like that, you know. <laughs> and then eventually you got to grow a beard and, and it did, yeah. be your own man. Uh, just about. Did you ever practice and get really good at basketball yet? Uh, no, I thought I might. Well, when, when Teen Wolf 2 came out and that was boxing, I think, I was like, ah, do you know, any sport, you know? Maybe I'll do, like, rugby, because that's my granddad, because I was a bit stockier. He was like, you should do rugby. I'm like, so Teen Wolf, but rugby. Yeah. Even though I don't really watch it now, my wife's the fan. I think the new Teen Wolf TV show is very poor. Is it? Really poor. Yeah, I didn't just like how, um, how much of a fuckboy your man looked like. That's the thing, yeah. Yeah. Very, te- very, it's all about the romance and not about the werewolf. Yeah. Yeah, no, I need more, I need more, you know, the legacy of it. I need more your, the dad coming out, you know, looking like a big thumb, yeah. you know, uh, and he's really, like, calm demeanour with the glasses. Like, that's that's funny to me, you know. If you're going to take a beloved yeah. IP. Well, they took the name. And to be fair, the name, like, Teenage Werewolf, I mean, come on, you know. I, I, although I think my favourite Teen Wolf is probably Seth Green and Buffy. Because <laughs> just how <laughs> Oz, you know, because how small he was and then literally how, you know. That was the perfect, yeah. Because he was so nice. You'd never suspect a Jew of being a werewolf. No, you wouldn't. Yeah, yeah you wouldn't. Oh no, I'm changing, <laughs> Glaven. Like, oh no, a full <laughs> moon. Like, it's not with the cur- oh, they're all curls. Yeah, the, the curls, curls coming yeah. down. Imagine, yeah. uh, quick, that wolf has a yarmulke. What's going on? Um, <laughs> check check to see if that wolf is circumcised. Red yeah. rocket. But it's a uh, it's a it's a weird thing to think that um a, a document so old mm. can still hold up in a court of law <laughs> yeah. or, or have a fella now like we've obviously done episodes on occultish stuff and 
uh, stuff from back in the day that kind of got reinvigorated because like, they did an episode on the Ouija board or mm. on Madame Helena Blavatsky and her Theosophy Society and nice. Alistair Crowley and taking these ancient texts and kind of the same way that people take, you know, articles that they find on Google and confirmation bias them into their view of the world. Mm. Uh, that's kind of the original mm. uh, confirmation bias is these people taking these ancient texts and going, see, see, says it there in the thing. We're supposed to do this thing, and then Alistair Crowley convinced a woman to try and almost wank him to death, or like brought a fella out into the desert and had sex with him up his bum so much that when they came back to the thing, your man couldn't talk anymore. He was He's traumatized so badly, and Alistair Crowley's like, "That's magic!" Like, it was <laughs> okay, very weird. Yeah. Um. So this document was taken by mm. this Augustus Montague Summers and written into a book that was, I mean, reasonably well regarded as the documentation on werewolves. I suppose anyone who just puts it all down there, you know, the the hysteria is there, you yeah. know, it's just, it needs to, if it's directed in any way, it's almost like now, like getting a WhatsApp about how, you know, uh, the new lockdown measures, you know, yeah. and you just, you believe it for a second and you're like, well, because you kind of, you kind of want to, you want the structure, yeah. you know, so I think that's what, um, you know. Humans like being told what to do and when to do it, yeah. because it takes away from the, the anxiety of not deciding the right thing. Totally. You, you want to kind of you know, uh, join the kind of bandwagon, you know. Mm. You just don't want to, you don't want to start making it up yourself, you know. But Augustus Montague Summers kind of rode the coattails of this uh, new spiritualism movement, sim- similar to Blavatsky and stuff that was happening at the time. And it was like, you know, people going to these uh, seances mm. because, like, you weren't allowed to touch anybody or to be, like, sexy or flirty. So they got to, like, touch fingers over over some kind, you know, what's the little... A plant planchette, you know, on the on the Ouija board. Oh yeah, yeah. So the yoke with the glass and the arrow in it. Oh really? So you all got to touch your fingers together, and you're like, <laughs> like the other way. Really? Is that like a, that's the the entry level kind of? Yeah, because intimacy? it was Victorian flirtation. They were like, yeah. oh lord, oh, touch of the finger. Yeah, one has come in one's pantaloons. <laughs> Do you know? It's ectoplasm. <laughs> yeah, that's, it was a ghost. It was a ghost. Yeah, yeah. That's what they did. Um. So yeah, the the. This, this type of mythical medical malapropism was used to create the laws of the land. So this book was taken and what they what they taught was a psychological, I guess, uh, condition. Mm. Uh, they, they worked it into some kind of mythology. And uh, the, the document was used as essential evidence to convict Peter Stump. Um, the hunting down of the wolf itself, the wolf that committed the crimes, was done by a group of men in the town that were fed up of so many children going missing. So they got all their dogs and horses and bloodhounds and all that stuff together to hunt a wolf, and then they followed his tracks, but when they came to the end of the line, all that was standing in front of them was the bold Peter Stump. Bold, bold boy. He was guilty as fuck. I mean... But he wasn't wearing his magic belt. We talked about his magic belt in a few minutes. But he wasn't wearing his magic belt. He was holding a walking stick, and he's out in the middle of nowhere, and these lads are coming along on horses and dogs, and they've found... They've been hunting a wolf. Yeah. People on the hunt have been like, I'm not looking at the wolf. Like yeah. at nighttime. They're not exact. They don't have torches and shit. It's fucking yeah. 1580 something. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1589, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, it's winter time in the evening. It's very dark. There's no street lamps. There's mm-hmm. no, like. Emotions are at a high. I, I'm just saying, like, I've I, I've been afraid of the dark at one point or another. And sure. The mind plays tricks and you can see things that maybe aren't there. So he definitely did it. <laughs> Open the shot case, Johnson. <laughs> um, so this this uh, this wolf hunt uh, accumulated in uh, Peter being lamped 
by these boys mm. with the dogs and the horses. And then conjecture abounds then as some men claim that they saw him actually change back from a wolf into a man when they caught him and the, and the lamplight shone. Mm. They were like, oh, look, there he is changing. Look, there's a bit before. Uh, now he's a human. You didn't see that, but I saw that. See that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, I don't know. I could easily get, I mean, I'm, I'm so dumb. I could get easily caught up in that. You know, it's hysteria, man. I have watched video upon video of Obama's face changing when it's just a bad the lizard, yeah, the, well, double, the double blink. It well, it's it's a shame, down yeah, this way. the down and the thing. But you know, it's also a bad quality video. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I've have you seen the new one that's coming out now? They're saying that Michael <laughs> oh, Jackson was a lizard, and uh, when he's doing that first moonwalk, that his neck elongates unnaturally. Really, it's very long, and his head goes really far away from his body. Well, yeah, like so far forward though, man, it's not. <laughs> like he looks very lizardish. I feel like you were telling me this being like, can you believe people believe this? And you're like, No, I'm no, saying like seriously, when he's you a watch fucking it, lizard. Like, when you watch it, yeah. It kind of feels a bit like, oh shit. So know? is he back now because the adrenochrome boom? I think they use Michael Jackson every time a president got in trouble for doing sex to kids. Right. Or doing sex to somebody he shouldn't have been done sex to. Yeah. Michael Jackson's like Okay, how'd that like there's a smoke screen you know yeah because he was making up the weird rumors about himself so like it was kind of like we can just fuck it in there with it he bought the elephant man's bones yeah he's also now a lizard elongated neck selling golden llamas encrusted with diamonds and rubies and shit like that yeah was that one of his well he had a a collection of them that he had to sell because he got done for a load of money and we did (laughs) a whole michael jackson episode the poor punk got fleeced i feel like there's overlap here Yeah. yeah but it's just it's just like do you believe your own eyes is it a thing that you can be convinced into mm. being told what you saw is not what... It's a form of gaslighting, I guess, but his, it's hysteria. It's mass hysteria. Like, remember the town... I, I don't know the name of the town or the year, but there was a town, and all of them just all started dancing one yeah. day, and then hundreds of them died because they're like, I can't stop bleeding dancing. Yeah. I think it was like Footloose or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Yeah, I heard about that. John, yeah. John Lithgow's like, will you all stop dancing, please? That's so good. Go Go uh, So it's, it's heartbreaking <laughs> But yeah They were all dancing They couldn't stop dancing It was medieval times And it was like hysteria And then the next yeah. thing People started dying Like Like that Darren Brown thing Where it's like Everyone stand up off the couch <laughs> And but, some people do Yeah they do that though Because it's in the human condition Yeah yeah To comply To be To feel Involved To feel like you belong Mm-hmm. Like, no one's going to go, I don't think he did it. You must be a werewolf too. Burn him. Like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's shocking. Crying out. So the story doesn't come from just one last pamphlet, though. This is the thing. that The the evidence is not overwhelming, but it's at least not just from one thing. There are also elements corroborating this story in the diaries of a man called Hermann von Weinsberg, a local uh, German alderman, and in other newspapers and local publications at the time, too, where there were uh, sightings of giant dog Interfering with children and women locally. Um, Dogman on the loose. Careful now. Uh, this kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, and then also, like, Herman von Weinsberg was like, Yeah, says this big dog, and all the children in, in the town are going missing. It's definitely not like the Catholic Church or anything at all doing that and making the children disappear. Oh. It's a dogman. In fact, it's a man who turns into a dog. When the moon comes out, yeah, believe me, cool. Wasn't the church yeah. or politicians or anything? It is weird when these stories, you know, 
the, the stories flare up when the Catholic Church are involved. Like we, the big thing we find in Sexy Beasts is that, especially the Philippines, that as soon as the Catholic Church rolled in, the Spanish rolled in, they had this, because there's so many different islands there, all with their own little ecosystem and all with yeah. the different mythology, that everything became the devil. So literally, like, there's a year of the most sightings of 500 different species of crazy cryptid from succubus that, you know, drink blood of uh, unborn fetuses to, you know, a horseman who you hop on his back and he rides you off into the clouds. They're all the devil, you know. Yeah, Malaysia, Malaysia, when mm. it got uh, Christianity and Islam splitting it down the middle and the Philippines, they have an awful uh, plethora. They of do. ghosts and ghoulies. And, but they're all... But, like, more than Ireland has. Like, we've, yeah. like, the Banshee and the fucking... The puka and all these, but like, they have hundreds, and they're all super specific. Exactly, because it's it's literally it's like the food. Like it's like you get some something that might have an Indian spice, but you know uh, it might be on a cut, you know, a, a banana leaf. It's literally like there's a Ganesh, there's a Ganesh, but he's also the devil, and yeah. he's also got a big long proboscis kind of tongue, you know, to you know go up fannies and eat the baby, you know, like, yeah. and it all just comes from. So if there's just, if there's any input, it's like how do we how and as the Catholic Church, how do we contort that and co-opt that to make it into the devil and like write a big long fucking book about all the different demons there are like why does the philippines have the most amount of demons you know but it's all it all stems from literally within the same hundred years as this yeah, yeah. it's the same as like christmas mm-hmm. so christmas was invented around about the same this christmas that we now know as christmas mm. they were changing it over from uh, a pagan holiday like saturnalia mm. and used like the tree and the star and all of the adornments, like the 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 lights yeah. and all that stuff, they're all like pagan rituals from different denominations of of certain religions and pagan rituals, all put together into one thing that ended up being like a Christian thing. But it was easier to adopt because every all the Christians knew, like, oh well, that's kind of the same as the thing we used to do, but it's kind of a little bit different. Yeah, and you get uh, biscuits and milk. Yeah, cool. I'm in. <laughs> Just splash a bit of Coca Cola in that, and yeah. I'm fucking down to clown. Yeah, paganism's coming, paganism's coming. Watch out, look around. Your old religions are going to ground. All the things are done at Christmas. Was that off the dome? Just right now, yeah. Well, man. Uh, yeah, it's a, fu- it's a fucked up way that they hide their awful, awful crimes yeah. that they've yeah. been doing for thousands of years that people still haven't. They've a, they've a, they've a city made out of gold. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? The whole yeah. city, man, they were gold stuff. Yeah. And people still haven't gone, like, are they the bad guys, you know? Yeah, it is insane. Yeah, it's weird. So this uh, this Weinsberg uh, wrote about this stuff and put it into the local publication. So there's more than just this pamphlet. And one translator, uh, a guy who translates stuff from German to English and vice versa, uh, Edward Fairfax, he had these documents too. He covered the earliest witch trials in England and in Germany, and he kept court records for both sides. Uh, that's a hashtag true story. Well, wow. Edward Fairfax. So any of the stuff you know from uh, the early um, Pendleton Hill or Pemble, Pendle Hill witch trials and all that stuff, like that's all Edward Fairfax really? bringing it back and forward. Yeah, because Germany and England were very linked at the time. Even even like the the royal families and stuff from like Netherlands, Germany, France, they were and England. They were all like yeah. interspersing and selling daughters and sons and all off here and there. Mm. Should the royal family in England now were fucking German? They're German, yeah. Do you know. Uh, Prince Philip is uh, a marching, card-carrying, actual supporter and member of the Nazi party <laughs> at a high, high level. And wants to be reincarnated as a plague, apparently. Yeah, the um, the crown didn't show us that bit. No. It's, to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I, I, hid, I, I hid here in a box from Greece. Yeah. Pity me. 
You're like, okay, Philip, what about the bit where you got out and you fucking m- marched around Nuremberg? Mm. But um, so this original document, this 16 page pamphlet from 1590, uh, is displayed at the British Museum, the original, and a copy is at the Lambeth Library. But there's a little a little version of the of the document, and I I, I read out the, the 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 main page that we found on mm. the interwebs. Uh, <laughs> it's in English because it's translated. So, a true discourse, and it has the S's as F's as as was the, as was the way at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, declaring the damnable life and death of one Stuba Peter, a most wicked sorcerer who, in the likeness of a wolf, very chaucery, mm-hmm. wolf. Wolfe. Uh, committed many murders, continuing this devilish practice. It's very hard to read because there's is, F's yeah. and shit. There's no, there's no V, it's only a U. My wife texts so fast it feels like I'm reading like a text <laughs> from my wife. This is fucking <laughs> jargon. 25 years, Y-E-E-R-E-S, killing and devouring men, women, and children. Who for the fame fact was taken and executed the 31st of October, Ooh. left past in the Tower of Bedburg. Near the city of Colin in Germany. Twelve trans was a truly translated of the High Duke according to the copy printed in Colin, brought over to England by George Bores. Ordinary <laughs> oh, people? <laughs> what the fuck has Paul Mask got to do with this? <laughs> He'd be great in an Irish werewolf. He'd be drama. great wolf. He'd be great wolf. Irish werewolf drama star Paul Meskell. Robert Write it down, people. Robert Sheehan. Him and so Robert Sheehan. Oh, man. Dueling where... And, and Paul Mescal is, like, good yeah. werewolf guy fighting for good and, like, trying to find the cure. That's and then Robert it. Sheehan is like, <laughs> I'm recruiting, man. I'm, I'm, going into, I'm, going into, I'm going into fucking uh, the workmans and I'm going to start biting cunts. Yeah. And it's like a team of, like, 30-something... Like but the workmans... And instead of do 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 some indie pop, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'll put your hand on my shoulder. Yeah, and Robert uh, Sheen's just jacking indie boys. Yeah, it's a it that that writes, writes itself. itself. <laughs> it does. It does. An army of disaffected thirty somethings who haven't been able to find a job because lockdown has ruined their the economy. Yeah. Werewolf comes in. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that's coming home from living abroad. Yeah. And uh, he was a werewolf there in a bigger city. Yeah. And he couldn't be found, but now mm-hmm. he's in Dublin. Smaller city, smaller population, easy to get caught. Yeah. Bites Paul Mescal by accident. Yeah. Meets his old school chum. Mm-hmm. Couldn't resist and gives him a nibble. Paul Mescal's like, what are you out there doing? Yeah. What are you, bleeding? What are you bleeding? <laughs> what are you bleeding by me for? Give it over. Got to write that, man. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. I write one page and I send it to you and you write the second page. All right, cool. We keep going. Tell them all about it, those conspiracy guys. So, Tony, tell us about the magic belt and the deal with the devil. This part so. is the most unbelievable <clears throat> and yet uh, one of the best reasons for turning into a werewolf I've ever found. And it's also quite contrary to the normal werewolf story because he, he, he was in on it. So during his confession, Peter claimed he was practicing the dark arts from a very young age and become adept at black magic. Mm. He said he had uh, conjured... Hey, man, you also be doing magic? <laughs> That's what that is. It was, uh, or I was smart so I'm thinking. Pick a card, motherfucker! <laughs> I prefer dairy milk, actually, myself. Um, he said he conjured a succubus to him when he was 12. Lucky git. Yeah. No, wait. Incubus is the lady. Incubus is the man, and succubus, because it has suck in it, is Oh, the lady. yeah, 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 yeah. That's how I remember. It's like okay. stalactites and stalagmites. Tights go down. 
Oh, that's how you. That's how I, I think it might because cocks are mighty. Oh right, <laughs> and they stick up. Hello, um, both sexual, but it's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's weird, so, isn't it? So he conjured. Mine was just a, a gay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he conjured a ghost to suck his willy at night time. Yeah, when he was twelve, and the succubus would ride the shit out of him for years, uh, and eventually gave him the ability to contact the devil himself. I mean, like if a there's cool ever phone. a better year. <laughs> To be able to conjure a ghost that'll have sex with you at night on your own, invisibly. Oh, it's man. It's probably when you're 12 or 13. Did you think you got, like, the Dan Aykroyd treatment? The Dan Aykroyd blowy I from Ghostbusters <laughs> that they yeah. cut out of tea when they put it on TV? Yes. <laughs> you know, oh. Dan Aykroyd. I, I think that part should have been left in, as well as the part where uh, Tori Spelling got rowed up the wall in Scary Movie by a ghost. Oh, yeah. That was taking a piss out of the Bram Stoker's yeah. the Keanu Reeves one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely wouldn't mind getting sucked off by a ghost. Wouldn't mind getting sucked off because I've seen, you know, they're, they're and they're, the whole thing is they are demons, but they're meant to look like an absolute hot browser, you know. Um, it's all with the ICs, right? So, you know, to be fair, to be fair, right, you know, you know when these stories come out and it's like, oh, it was a female teacher ends up hooking up with a student and then the whole kind of thing is, yeah, but, you know, there was a big one in the in the media here yeah. and the whole thing was like, Ah, yeah, but she's you know she's pretty hot, you know. They dealt with it in Thirty Rock when Frank P- Politano was going it with uh, his older teacher, who actually went to jail for twenty yeah. years for it. Yeah, I think it was Susan Sarandon played the character, and everyone was like, "Nice, she was she hot?" And he's like, "Shut up, that happens sometimes." I know, like, but like I was thinking about that, and I was kind of still like, of course, everything by the law here, it is still you know, you know, but I was still kind of like, oh, you know, he's a young lad. But then I was thinking because now I've got a kid, and I'm like, do you know what? If it was a teacher, and they did do that. Fucking butter head through a wall with the greatest respect to women. Yeah. <laughs> but I would fucking kill a woman who would do that to my son. So I'm kinda like I've kind of gone back on it now. You know, I'm like, it's still yeah. he was he was abused. Was, he was, was Peter he was, was Peter Stump by he a was abused. And I mean most of these motherfuckers that we talk about on these true crime episodes yeah. have some sort of bad things happen to them. Not like it's an excuse for bad behaviour. Mm. But obviously, like we're not getting the fucking strict details or the personal, sure. uh, the personal edicts of these murders. Like you have your Dammers, your Bundys, and your John Wayne Gacy's and your Ed Kemper interviews that have been yeah. interviewed on camera. You can watch them on YouTube from the FBI that explain their crimes from their own point of view. Now, obviously, they're going to fucking be like, "Poor me," and "Look what happened to me," mm. and "I was hooked too much," or "Not enough," and all these mm. kind of things. Like obviously, that shit happened to Peter Stumper. He wouldn't be doing this. Something yeah. bad happened that cunt. But the fact that it was. He did conjure the succubus, though. As well, but who knows? Maybe the, maybe the succubus was, like, some weird, like, a maid, like an older maid that, that worked in the house that he grew yeah. up in, and she'd come in at night going, Ooh, you're in a dream, <laughs> and I'm a succubus. Like, she just yeah. wants to suck young cock. Dude, the shame is that it should that should be the story ending there, you know? It should be, like, conjured a succubus. He had, it was like weird science. Yeah. He had his... Blew his beans into oblivion. He had a, you know, a kind of cool fuck demon. Um, And then he, you know, because he was awkward. He was an awkward teen. That's another movie to potentially be made. Played by Carmen Electra. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, called Suck. S-U-C-K. Dash. Yeah. You bus. You bus. She's a bus driver. She's a bus driver. In school. (laughs) Yeah. Where she picks her victims. Yeah. Yeah. But he's the only one who sees her like Carmen Electra. She actually just looks like this haggard old man. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. You know, on the bus, honey. So, because of this, uh, you know, obviously, you know, the succubus could come and, you know, suck him off, uh, gave um, Peter the ability then to contact the devil himself, and they struck up a deal to create maximum destruction on the earth. Satan gave Peter a magical belt, and when Peter wore it, it would give him the ability to turn into a werewolf. I mean, if you had one wish, 
There was no such thing as like one wish. Can you imagine for a magic belt turn into a wolf? (laughs) Can you imagine if he's like, I wish for a handheld device that I could gain access to all the information on the planet at my fingertips? Oh god! Like it could have been that man. I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe he had a time phone. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Maybe that was able to contact the devil. Do you know what I mean? Like, that could. You know, imagine imagine there was, like, a four-dimensional phone, you know. Imagine the succubus and Peter got into, like, a relationship where it wasn't just, like, a one-night stand type of thing that they started to communicate, but Peter hadn't got anybody to communicate with her. Yeah. So she left him, like, a kind of a demon phone, and as he was looking through the contacts, he found the devil's number in it and then rang the devil direct. Maybe. And the devil was all like, how'd you get this number? <laughs> and Peter was all like... Do you do, you, do, you do 50 bags? <laughs> How'd you get his number? How'd you get this number? Uh, and you should text me ahead of time. And then he was just like, come here, the thing I want the most is to ensure like the whole, the world's destruction. And he's like, just the man I was looking for. <laughs> so hang on. He says all this during his confessions. His his tortured confessions, yeah. Well, he's not like, you know, just tell him you didn't do it, Brandon. <laughs> I don't know if that's the same kind of, no. you know, uh, we talk about torture thing. later, yeah. But. Yeah, but, you know. Anyway, Satan gave him a, yeah, you gave him the, so the magical bell, what do you think this thing looked like? Uh, I think it looked like an old piece of a dog that was like <laughs> caught off the back of a dog. You think so? It was called a, it was called a, a furry cummerbund ah. or a, a wolf pelt girdle. They're the two descriptors that right. I read about it. So obviously like it was, if you ever had a cummerbund on. Yes, I have once. Uh, for grad? Uh, from a Debs. Debs, yeah. Part of the tux. Grad, we call it the grad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Debs in Dublin, I guess. Because um, there was no one in Wexford who was a debutante. That's a fucking fact. <laughs> uh, we were just like, we finished school somehow. So, yeah, like, it's a belt that you, I mean, are you going to hide it? Does it go under clothes? Can you, when you put it on, does it, does the, the fur, like, do you know the way um, in Venom, you know, like Venom from Spider-Man? Yep. When you have the, the, the symbiote goes on you, it starts one place, it goes like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And goes around in that cool part where it, it totally envelops Eric Foreman's head. Yeah. And goes into his mouth and all. Yeah. Maybe the fur did that. When you put it on and you clasp the clasp, chunk, goes, the fur just goes <laughs> and just enveloped his whole, and the, he got the whole shoulders thing. And Well, it, it could have just been, imagine it was just like a full wolf pelt and he just was wrapping it around his waist. Because then yeah. he might even look like he was actually like a wolf running and around he, with all that fur. Who's to know? Like we said earlier on about the mm-hmm. Vikings, uh, they would take a bunch of mushrooms and get into and work themselves into a massive frenzy That's for killing. Um, that was their way. They'd come off the boats, they'd take the mushrooms on the beach, they'd punch the heads off each other in a kind of a... So they are probably like laughing. Laughing, screaming, yeah. foaming at the mouth, crazy eyes. I mean, not what you want to be doing when you're on mushrooms, unless obviously you're a marauding, mm. like, pagan monster person. And then they'd put these bear pelts with the hoods that are the heads of the bears yeah. or the wolves... Uh, and that's so why they're called like, going berserk comes from that time. Berserk, yeah. So imagine you're a French farmer and you're like farming your field. Oh, I cannot wait to mix these onions into a soup. Mm. And then you see like one cunt coming over the hill. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> like, Taller like, than you've seen another human any being. Any other man. Yeah. Because the French men were notoriously yeah. short and mustachioed. Yeah. Like this cunt is like six foot eight, <sighs> built like a shit brick house, mm-hmm. has a fucking jacket on that's a wolf. And yeah. the head falling down, like, and he's screaming as he runs towards you. You're co- you're going to fucking shit yourself, and you're going to tell everybody, I saw a wolf man, and oh. he did this destruction. Your whole family gets fucking eviscerated. I mean, you would you you would have no other frame of, especially when you're you know you're it's 
you have your own mythology. You know, you would have no other framework other than magic, weird, something, you know. Yeah. And just to, you know. They blame God or, like you said earlier on, the devil for any bad stuff because yeah. it's not like psychology wasn't invented around. Mm. It was like, he must be, if the, if she, oh, that woman, she loves a bit of cock, she must be possessed by some kind of cock-loving demon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know? That's how it works. Hysteria was uh, put down to the, oh, I said hysteria and it, it set off my hey Siri for some reason. Oh, set it off again. <laughs> apparently talking about hysteria sets off. Uh, oh, it's trying to stop you. I don't know. Uh, yeah, apparently hysteria was like the craziness in women is mm. the, the, the f- just the bare fact that you have uh, a clitoris yeah. drives you mental. So like the first vibrators were invented to force women into orgasm so to they wouldn't be that. so crazy. Wasn't there like a fire hose as well, like a hose? Hello. They were like... Uh, I hear about that. The, like doctors would like kind of just like spray a hose on your clitoris. On your clitoris, yeah. I mean, that's what those new shower heads are for, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, but it's a shame that they had, it's a shame they had to go in, you know, and be like, something, something's, something's happened. You know, I'm, I really need a diddle down there. You know, why did it yeah. have to be so dour? You know, should have really been like ba- having a really bad week. Or were these even doctors, you know? These doctors, yeah, you know? Just rock up at a red light. These doctors would sort out your hysteria. They come in with a, a horse saddle that has, like, vibration technology inside simian. of it. Like a simian. <laughs> you just get up on it and hurry up. Here you go. But, like, like I, I would say the, the the huge, like, in the 1890s when Freud was practicing and stuff, mm. the huge amount of women that were coming in going, I think I'm hysterical. How about you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because all their husbands are doing one, two, three, whoop, yeah. squeak. Pumping their pumping two pumps in a squirt or whatever. Yeah, they were like, "Oh, I might actually be crazy. Can you bring me to the doctor?" Mm. And he go at her with a fucking kango hammer or whatever. Was he? Was he an, a notorious uh, frigger? Was he a frigger? Frig? You know, a frig. Oh, frig? Is that what the frig yeah, is? Frig. I said frig instead of fuck so many times, and it's oh, almost dirty. You're saying finger. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're saying the kind of like it. Yeah. Ah, frigate. Ah, frigate. Yeah. Do you know what I find weird? Is like old uh, British men. They might say like, "Oh, bugger, up the bum." What are they saying? Yeah. Sodomy. <laughs> oh. So do you. Sodomy. So, so yeah, the, the, the belt itself, crafted by the Dark Lord, Oof. would um, allow him to turn into a wolf whenever he wanted, which is outside of wolf werewolf lore. But he, um, but then when they found him, he, uh, he said he dropped the fucking belt. Yeah, I don't know, man. This is like, you know, all, all of our pictures of the dinosaur in the Congo were somehow take. You had to give, we had to give them over to security or some yeah, shit. Do you know we, what I mean? We opened them up in the sunlight and they all got overexposed or something. Yeah, always shit like this. Like, why? Why the werewolf um, lore now is that you get bitten and it's passed on through blood, mm. the sanguination of evil. Mm. Uh, it's kind of like it goes from generation to generation, possibly, or it's interbred that you take an evil person out of the gene pool because mm. they don't want you don't want to have kids later on when we talk about the. Um, close associations with the church mm. and this case you'll see that like children of atheists are often raised as atheists right yeah, so you yeah, gotta yeah. take that blood out of there that's mm. why I think it was changed from a magic belt into you know yeah. cum or spit or blood or a bite or interesting yeah 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 something, something. easier way to kind of vilify a, a, a wider group so what was what was devilish was that he said he took great pleasure in greeting the families of his victims in the streets and they not knowing uh, he was a true killer in his uh, wolven form, he would uh, would greet him back. That's so. Again, this is confession under potential duress here, mm. but you know, it's also a bit smarmy, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> it's pretty fucking smarmy. If you're if you're lying on a table and you've like a cage with a rat in it, and someone's like, 
eating up the back of the cage, you're going to say whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? A la 1984, John Hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, shit's going shit's gonna to come out of your mouth. You're going to say some shit. But I can, what is he saying? And I would actually take great pleasure in greeting the families and the victims on the streets. He would, but um, in German. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's easier to confess in German. And I didn't know I was just a Trukila and I was not in my full form. I would wave hello. And they would wave back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he traded his soul to the devil for these powers and he would take great pleasure in choosing the purest victims for his dastardly deeds. And that's, yeah. this is where we get into the deep, the... Horrible shit. I mean, did. I don't know how off a you are with describing crimes against children. On on TCG, we don't uh, tend to go into the murder porn aspects of it. Great. Not going to, you know, go into the visceral descriptions of the the crimes themselves. Sure. But like, even just generally describing them, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. So these horrifically brutal crimes that Peter Stump was to have committed uh, between 1582 and 1589 are, are, some of them are like Manson-esque in their execution. You know, mm. uh, uh, taking babies out of wombs and shit like rough shit. You know, yeah. But at the time, during these years, there was this battle. They called it the Sewer War or the Cologne War, uh, where there was loads of lads. Some people liked the the Hugo Boss, and some people liked the Davidoff White Water, mm-hmm. and they would fight over. And the smell in the city was amazing. <laughs> I would be in Team Davidoff just because Sawyer from Lost. I think yeah, he's pretty. Looks great coming out of the water. He's a sexy man. He's a sexy guy. Or or the uh, clone of. Uh, what what's the, what's that fucking the Johnny Depp clone? Sauvage. Yeah, you want to smell smell like a legend, look like a pirate. <laughs> Sauvage, come on! I didn't do nothing to her. Didn't do nothing. <laughs> like, oh, uh, you know, Amber Amber actually uh, threw a wine at me uh, on the first. You know. Did you see her interview? She's um, a fucking such a lying bitch. <laughs> um, I don't know who. I don't know. I haven't looked into it enough, but from what I could see, there was an there was kind of enough for the both of them that you're just like, stay away from each other. Yeah, don't be don't be hanging out. Stay away from each other. Yeah. Um, but her interview is like the worst acting I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I did see her kind of like Pretty not be able it. to answer the questions. And a lot of head scratching and nose scratching. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I you know, hang on. Hashtag believe women. But, you know, it, there's a bit something a bit screwy going on there. Just, they should really, that's a volatile relationship. I think all the women that stuff actually happened to should be really mad at her. Um, because she's diluting their, the, 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 the efficacy of the Believe Women movement, which is like, crimes happen. People know the shit mm. happens. Men know that happen and they don't really turn to each other. Mm. And then she comes out with this shit and it's like, on, on record, on the phone, she's saying stuff like, yeah, no. You know, like, oh, I don't know, man. Yeah. It's a really, really underhanded way I shoehorned that into the thing there to try and get an opinion from you. I hadn't had a plan or anything. I was just like, what's she with that Amber Heard shit? And, and Tony's like, yeah, we're, we're streaming live, aren't we? I'll tell you the truth when we're done. Well, look, uh, you know, I, uh, I I liked her in Aquaman. Um, I liked her in that, uh, what other film was she in? Uh, Pineapple Express. Mm. But I don't know. I mean, like. Never went out with her, so she never bet the shit out of you, right? It just I don't know. It seemed pretty screwy either way. Uh, he seemed like a he seemed like uh, I I imagine more verbally abusive than you probably see. He yes. seemed quite like quite you know in a bad way, sharp tongued. And like if you're gonna get that locked on fucking twenty grand bottles of wine, do you know what I mean? Like just get some special brew, man. Yeah, you know. After a certain like you drink the expensive stuff first. That's the like general he, rule. He, right? he had to do all the pirates films because he was literally on a vineyard. With a drinking problem, you know. <laughs> you got to make it work for you, Tony. You got to make it work for That's you. the thing. Yeah. So these uh, these brutal crimes 
happened at the time of the sewer war or the Cologne War uh, between the Catholic and Protestant armies that were trying to force conversion on the people of Germany. And there was all these different, like, agencies and stuff. It's almost, did you watch, like, the Borgias or you watch any of those type of shows? No, I didn't. The wars in the church between the factions of religion, mm-hmm. like, between, you know, Roman Catholics, Christians, Protestants. Like, the, the Reformation was around this time. It was the early 1500s. And uh, this skirmish that they called the Cologne War was a precursor to the famous Thirty Years' War, which happened between 1618 and 1648 where the church was fighting itself for supremacy and the Holy Roman Empire was footing the bill. They were Same. almost like a proxy war between two religions in a, in a different country. Rome was basically turning um, Christian believers in Europe into a binary opposition, like a Republican versus Democrat mm-hmm. or Catholic and Protestant. And Rome was going like, well, the people who are going to fight back against us, we don't want them in the fucking religion anyway because they won't do what they're told. So let's let them be something else. And then like... Let's vilify them and get them the fuck out mm. of positions of power, of, you know, positions like p- politicians and uh, community leaders. We want our Roman Catholic boys in there. Yeah. And that was this, this was, it was like a war on the streets, but it was also a very covert takeover of all of the, the, the functions of society. Almost like America religion. and Russia arming different. Exactly. Middle going East. into Vietnam or going yeah. into Korea. Or going, and, and the fallout then obviously took hundreds of years to... Sort of I mean, I'm going to assume you went to a Catholic school, did you? I did. I went to the CBS, yeah, the Christian Brothers. As did I. You went to a CBS school. So kind of Edmund Rice rammed in your neck. Yeah, a lot of that, you mm-hmm. know, and a lot of murals of him with a lot of kids. A lot of kids. A lot of murals of him with a lot of kids. A lot of La- Christian Brothers with a lot of kids. A lot and then of- Wexford is the fucking epicenter of touchy-touchy land. Is it? Yeah, big time. I remember when we were, was in like fifth class, we had two brothers um, and like, I can't remember the name of the other one. That was... I won't say either names, <laughs> but two of the brothers came back after the summer and they were misters. They had left the cloth, like, and it was such a weird yeah. thing to see, uh, you know, like, what do we call you, mister? It was just, but it was uh, amidst so all like this. Mid, mid-90s, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. like, the Christian brothers got a big smack, like, 93, 94, 95. Yeah. Loads of lads left. Because Loads of like, lads left. Don't want to be associated with. Either I don't want to be associated or I don't want to, I don't want the trail. <laughs> Yeah, but they were baiting lads, never mind just, like, sexually, yeah, yeah. sexually abusing. That was, like, I mean, a nominal amount of sexual abuse, but it was absolutely widespread corporal punishment. Oh, totally. I mean, there was lads, one of the brothers was like, you know, he's like, don't make me fucking retire the bamboo stick, you know what I mean? Mm. Or unretire. They'd, they'd lamp, a, lamp a wooden chalk rubber, mm. you know, yeah, like yeah, 400 grams of wood being pelted at your eyebrow. Yeah, but I remember... Um, Shit happened. But when you found out, like, about the Reformation in, like, history, were you not, like... Like, all right, what? So, hang on. So, what? You, Martin Luther's like, hang on. I'm just going to believe what the Bible says, not how people tell it. Interpret it, yeah. And then I was like, but how? You know, you find out about that in the Catholic school. You're like, how is that? So, sorry, is that is that kind of the foundation of what Protestants believe? Like, yeah, kind of. I'm like, why are we, sorry, yeah. why are we doing what we're doing? And like, I couldn't get an answer, a good answer for why we're. So, how is that bad? How is that wrong? You know? Why do we not eat? Meeting a Friday again? Yeah. What's this? But it, I mean, and any of the stuff we talk about religion-wise, like we've done Mormon episodes, we've done episodes on, on other types of uh, cults and religion. It's it's a control mechanism. Yeah. Religion is totally. ubiquitously used as a control mechanism. And that's what they were doing here for the, the people of Germany, mm. uh, specifically the city of Cologne. Or Cologne. Cologne. Um, so yeah, it... Um, this this uh, uh, Cologne War, a precursor to the Thirty Years' War, which ended up then being just like a power struggle between two very rich uh, families who were 
one was supported by the Protestant Church and the other was supported by the Holy Roman Empire. So the Habsburgs and the Bourbons. The Habsburgs were a German family, the Bourbons are French. And then this all kind of culminated in Germany losing a lot of land and the Austro-Hungarian Empire taking over, uh, France being taken over in by Napoleon and the Napoleonic Wars and it was a, a battle of empires and it, it, all, all of that shit, all the fucking mad shit. And then onto imperialism then in the 1800s, um, it was all to spread Christianity. Mm. In one way or another, I think the Protestants are a little bit less uh, good news. Culpable, they're less culpable in their forcible spreading of it in the likes of Africa, the West Indies. Mm. Um, it was more the Catholic Church that wanted to indoctrinate, but also like recruit mm. the people, disenfranchised people, um, and then force them to pay whatever little they could in tithes. Like the Protestant Church seemed to be a little bit sounder about that sort of thing. It's like you sort your shit out there. The, the Holy Roman Empire converted from, like, a warring empire into a warring ideology mm. of church. And we can see this then in the in the likes of the Cologne War and then the Thirty Years' War. But, like, <clears throat> the Peter Stump case specifically for Bedberg uh, was a depiction of how the Catholic Church would make a show of somebody, like the Spanish Inquisition was... Mm. Like, uh, look what we're going to do. It was like an Abu Ghraib of the time. It was a Guantanamo Bay, like that memefied, uh, ubiquitously known place that you would go in real life where you'd be tortured as a human before then you would be cast into the pit of hell, mm. which was a little bit too subjective for a lot of people. They were like, eh, I don't care. Like, I like yeah. fucking up the bum. And if the Bible says no, like, whatever. I'm going to eat prawns and fuck lads up the bum. <laughs> Sounds like I mean, for some. that's a great variety even for <laughs> yeah. a lot of people. Uh, and they were like, I don't believe in hell, I don't care. And they're like, well, we won't go to hell, but we'll fucking put your thumbs in a vice and we'll cut your nuts off. And mm. like, I went to the fucking torture museum, man. And uh, so that this? shit in Amsterdam. Yeah, saw that, yeah. Jesus. Mm. A lot of fucking crazy shit in there. We'll talk about it in a second. Yep. But Peter then, being a farmer himself, um, Knew his way around a cow. <laughs> and when the cattle began to show up mutilated, uh, slaughtered and disemboweled, everyone in the city presumed it was some kind of monster that was doing this. It was mm. a fear of the time. So how come when cattle mutilations happen now we think it's aliens? Could that be like these unexplainable gaps that we fill in with our own Interesting, fears? yeah. Like why do we not say like, oh my God, it's a werewolf. It's like, well, we know werewolves don't exist, but aliens might. I suppose we kind of feel like we've mastered this this kind of realm, you know, where it's yeah. like we, we live in our homes. We're not afraid of wild animals outside. Yes. But so, like, there's not this kind of, like, in-the-dark mystery in the woods, you know. We kind of know there's nothing out there, you know. We've killed them all, fortunately. Um, with the conquering yeah, species we, of the so, planet. But now it's like, well, what do we maybe not know about, you know? Just a little bit here. You know, what could be coming in from another dimension? The bovine ale probing. Yeah. Going on. That's the thing. So, um, these Christian soldiers brought the plague with them when they came in to fight these wars. And between the soldiers fighting, killing each other, uh, and civilians, obviously, and in the plague and food shortages... Peter probably thought, I can get away with this stuff. No one's watching the cows. Mm. No one's watching the people. People are dying the whole time. I can just do this wild shit. Like, the whole place is falling apart. Cows were going missing because lads were robbing them mm -hmm. because they were fucking starving and they were dying. So people were like, oh, just lead old Bessie over here and then we'll chop her up, leave the bones and whatever we can't carry and take away the meat and cook it at home. So it's cattle rustling happening in, you know, 16th century Germany mm. because... The war brought uh, the bad times. Mm -hmm. So these cattle mutilations soon then evolved into human deaths and people were going missing or being found torn apart. Um, in his confessions under duress, 
Peter said he would hunt and stalk his prey, picking someone suitable and then luring them in by asking them for help with something and then tearing them apart limb from limb. And so in the case of grown women, he would often rape them before and after death. Oh, God. Sometimes using tools like bashing them in with a, a stick or a, a walking stick or a cane or a lump of wood. And But he claimed that most of the rendings and the tearings, rippings, bitings uh, were done by hand and teeth. So hang on, he's, he's asking for help. Did he like rock up with his cut off hand and, and a van being like, hey, could you help me move my couch? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, like, a, <laughs> like Bundy in a, in a yellow Volkswagen, just being like, uh, yeah. he, Bundy used to put on a, um, a sling. Yeah. And just be like, I can't, can you help me lift these boxes into the back it's of this bu- car? Buffalo Bill. You know, same man. You know, and then when they're the, the back of the, the back of the van, when they're leaning into the van, it's just like junk. Yeah, doors closed, and it puts the lotion on its skin with its good hand. That's I mean, it. they were just being nice. <laughs> Gordo, they were just being nice. That's what you get for helping. That's the other lesson. That's it's it. like don't help anyone ever because they're trying to murder you and rape you. Remember Eddie Eddie Murphy picked up a, a a sex worker one time uh, and kind of got done for it. Oh, he, it was a trans trans yeah. blowjob. He got yeah, and he uh, that happens. And his his interview afterwards was like uh he said uh, i i saw someone at the you know the, at the side of the road look like they need help i gave them a lift and i will never help anyone ever again <laughs> it's like i'll never uh, you know support or assist anyone on the side of the road ever again well and everyone think, laughed i think he said he went into some detail where he he was helping they asked him for money mm. and he said get into the back of the car and he was giving them life coaching so he's telling them like how oh, to, was he that's what it was how are you going to like what kind of skills and, and talents have you got that we can maybe turn into something that you can monetize and commodify? Cocaine's out of a drug. I mean, <laughs> do you know? Can you imagine what, like, what the, like picking up a tranny under a bridge mm-hmm. and then trying to, like, life coach them just against their will or whatever for, like, $100? It's like, <laughs> I'm not going to fuck you. I'm just going to tell you how to live your life. Like, that's... It's, hey, it's worth more than 100 I think so. Yeah, an evening with Eddie Murphy. Um, so he, he uh, Peter Stump also had a penchant for mm. killing little children, ah. as many as 14 by his own admission. And because he said they were the easiest to transport and store, as their flesh was the most tender and delicious. He under was like, duress. Under duress. <laughs> <laughs> it's tender and delicious. See, this like, is where it gets, yeah. He, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're going to kill, fucking eat something, probably best that it's something small, like a takeaway. You're not going to kill, like, a large woman. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to be leaving a lot of her behind. You're not going to be able to carry the whole thing. Fireman's lift the whole thing home. I mean, it's it's deplorable, but the logic is is there. I mean, the logic is yeah. solid. Under duress. Under duress. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was also... <laughs> I love this one. He was like also standing a ma- with him, like, we've seen some sort of support. <laughs> a hashtag I stand with stump. <laughs> he was a martyr for the unborn children. He loved the unborn children. Uh, that's a that's a word mm. saying. Oh, geez, he's a martyr for that. He's a oh, really? For drink that, lad. <laughs> So he's a martyr for the unborn babies. Uh, and he would track down and hunt pregnant women and rend their unborn children from their swollen bellies. Oh. So this was some of the most horrific accounts. And you, <laughs> and you wouldn't really blame people for getting up in arms over this sort <laughs> no, of thing. No, you'd be pretty like, livid, I'd say. Peter Stomp accused of pulling unborn children from the bellies of pregnant women. Like, I mean, Charlie Manson went to prison forever because somebody done that shit to... Uh, yeah. Uh, and I suppose Maggie, when he... Maggie, Margot Robbie or whatever. What's, what, what, what was the one's name? Yeah. Catherine Tate. Yeah, Catherine yeah, Tate. Full marks. So, yeah, Catherine Tate's baby was taken out and they wrote, they wrote uh, pig in, in her blood and all this kind of stuff. So, so, like, so they were up in arms about this and mm-hmm. then he goes, listen, 
They were really small, and I can't. T- can I tell you how tender and delicious they were? And then that's his defense. Maybe they said like, "Why'd you eat them? Why'd you eat them? Why'd you eat them?" Mm. Was it because they were tender and delicious? Yes. And then they write that down as his. Well, you know confession. that line in like, have you seen Snowpiercer? Yes, brilliant. Yeah, and brilliant then Chris movie. Evans has that be like, you know, the worst part is, I know baby tastes best. Because <laughs> they were eating <laughs> each other. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Such a like, shit good movie. Yeah, yeah. Shit Apparently it's Weinstein buried it. That's why we never oh. saw it. Like, you know, Chris Evans Jun wouldn't Ho suck his dick. Was, uh, no, but like, um, he was your man, did uh, Parasite, just the recent one. Um, As well. But like, that was going to be his, Snowpiercer was going to be his, that was meant to be the big break. And Okja was Netflix, so it didn't have the same sort of, yeah. but uh, Weinstein buried it for whatever reason. Oh, uh, yeah, somebody didn't have sex with him. Tilda Swinton, maybe? Tilda Swinton would mm. bite the cock off you. From what I've seen on the beach, anyway. She, <laughs> she doesn't seem like a woman who fucks around at all. Mm. She wouldn't uh, uh, entertain that kind of behavior. No, I doubt it, yeah. She'd fuck a motherfucker up. So yeah, he he killed a bunch of kids. Uh, he pulled you know babies from pregnant women, which is not cool. Not cool. And uh, you wouldn't blame people for getting so mad, but Peter described it. You, like people got so mad because Peter was describing the unborn babies that were removed from women's bellies as dainty little morsels. Mm. That was their hearts. He said, "I pulled out their hearts. Their hearts were dainty little morsels that he ate." And this is a quote from him: "Panting hot and raw." Ugh. So, like, you'd pull, you'd, like, womb cut, like, out through the sunroof, whatever you call it, uh, sure. cesarean, mm-hmm. yoink, and then into the child, then again, like a double-double, it's like... Russian doll. It's Russian doll. I was going to say a club milk with two wrappers. Remember, you ever get Oh, one yeah, yeah. Look club at milk you. with two wrappers. That's front, good look. Open the chest of, like, an unborn, and, like, a, mm. out comes, like, a Cadbury's cream egg. Mm. And, he, and he'd fucking be like, that's my favourite. Would you wonder why the tour to come to part? I mean, you'd want to kind of smash him on a wheel, wouldn't you? I'm saying, I'm saying. So who else then, Tony, did uh, did Peter meet out his rage on? Well, it wasn't just um, wasn't just strangers Peter met his uh, animalistic rage and sexual monstrosities on. Uh, it was actually his own family. That's so bad. Peter, he was a widower. He had two kids. He had a daughter and a son. His daughter, Sybil, was apparently engaged in an incestuous relationship with Peter, even pregnant by him at some stage. Her story is so unbelievably sad yeah. in this whole thing. Shit, right. We'll get to that in a sec. And he was even sexually involved with his own sister, who he allegedly got pregnant, uh, and another woman called Catherine Trump. 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 Uh, who, um, <laughs> who was married. We talk about Catherine towards the end, yeah. Yeah. And all these women were complicit in his crimes, according to the courts, because, and they're women, likely, um, uh, because they knew he was a werewolf and said nothing. So, come on. You're werewolf adjacent. So, it's Fritz, to, so Fritz, to Fritzl's daughter was in the know of her own assault. Yeah. So, I mean, this is... Sorry, Liz. To the, to the gallows. Did, have, you, have you actually ever heard any more... Hot and raw uh, victim blaming in your life. Yeah, you know. Well, it's not like the Catholic Church was exactly fair and balanced. No, but well, well, maybe also, maybe they knew something else. Maybe they knew that maybe he wasn't a werewolf. Maybe, maybe he was in on the stuff that they were doing. He was about to blow the whistle, and they were like, "We got to get rid of this motherfucker." Maybe it was an actual wolf, and he was in the farm, and they just we they found him out in the woods. By all accounts, Peter Strump. Stump, Strube, or even Griswold. Or even Griswold. Was reportedly a rich farmer. A mm. rich one at the time. Now, I don't know if this is pre his wife's death, 
Did his wife's family have some kind of a dowry that was left to him? Was he a successful farmer? I don't know. I couldn't find it. Was he in with the click? Was he saying? Did he just did he leave the 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 Fidelio uh, Kubrick, you know, dainty morsel fest, and then try and spill the beans on it? Like we're talking now about adrenochrome and satanic, sexy baby rituals and all this kind of stuff. Peter Stump sounds like he was at that shit back in the Dizzy, right? It does, and it's the fact as well that there was a very strong link with the dark arts and trying to reach beyond to some other. Yeah, satanic. Message. He was literally like going, yeah, Satan, give me a belt and I could turn into a monster. Mm. Like, how many people have it? Does Bill Clinton have a belt? Does Hillary? Maybe. Does uh, Marina Abramovich have a belt? <laughs> Lady Gaga, maybe. She's a load of belts. Who knows what's that? Lovely what? belts. These women all, all uh, like Lady Gaga, Beyonce, all of these w- w- performers, they all said that they have this um, alternate personality that they... They switch into when they go into performance mode. They go into flow state. Sasha Fierce. Sasha Fierce is Beyonce's one, yeah. So sure. I mean, like, does she put on a Sasha Fierce belt that's made out of like a very talented black woman's skin? Sasha, she turns into her. It's just a face. It's like, yeah, <laughs> and thigh. Her thighs get more engorged or whatever. Yeah, but it's just like, what else was Peter Stump hiding? Do you know, if he was a rich farmer, obviously he was involved in part of like the how do you do people, mm. but also. He was a Protestant and was preaching, was kind of like getting the Protestantism out there into the community, mm-hmm. maybe trying to convert some people. And the Catholic Church was like, well, he was rich and he was on our side, but now he's trying to convert people to the other side. Fuck that shit. Make an example of him. Yeah. Mm. By giving him the worst moniker that could be given, which is man's werewolf, in it. But even we, I know we were saying under duress, but like... Literally, they brought him into a room, kicked the shit out of him, and then came out. They could say whatever the fuck they wanted. Yeah, that he said. Yeah. So, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you know? So yeah. So you know, I don't even know if it was under duress. So literally, they could have said that, and he said it. Yeah. You know, or he was just a horrible um, serial. This is what is a good conversation. It's good, you know, it's good to explore all the avenues here. Absolutely is, and from six hundred years ago, so we're bang on time. Yeah, great. Uh, what what else did he do though, Tony? He did one more thing that I think is kind of inexcusable, but um, if it's true. So Peter also had a son, and according to this 16-page pl- pamphlet, he killed and ate his own son, and apparently um, his brain, I had actually read. Yeah, scooped up his brain. Scooped like up his brain. Cereal. Some said the boy was a product of the relationship between either Peter uh, and his sister or his daughter, um, and he aborted the sight of him and eventually killed him and ate him so no one would find out the old Kronos job. Yeah. Peter said it was uh, in his confession that he killed him and ate him and he was delicious, especially his brains, which he relished greatly. That's a quote, yeah. He relished them greatly. A lot there's of horrible quotes here. Yeah. There's a lot of very uh, explicit and descriptive and specific quotes from a man who's been torn apart mm. uh, uh, sinew by sinew, rib by rib, bone by bone on I a feel rack. Like the guy writing this is like, you know, Kang or Kodos from fucking Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. And he relished greatly. They would t- t- tasty little morsels, you know, like writing all, like, why do you need to add all that shit? Just yeah. say he did it. Like some some poet who couldn't get a job being a poet and he's like, yeah. oh, may, may I write the Peter Stump letters? <laughs> or the guy who really wanted to do these things and he was like, no, it was him. But he's still like, he's oh. almost like the OJ if I did it. But yeah. For Peter. Like a screen, like a screenwriter confession yeah. kind of guy yeah. yeah it's very odd that um, it's so descriptive mm. but I guess if you're going to tell a story tell a legend right mm-hmm. tell them all about it those conspiracy guys 
So the the the, the wolf trials from this from this document that was found in 1590, uh, the date of his trial and execution was October 31st, 1589. So Halloween night, which is, I guess, not... Is this a, a, a tumming of the nose to Satan and his cohorts, his dark dark deeds and dark arts, the forces of darkness? Is that kind of like the Catholics coming together to uh, ritualistically push back against the forces of evil to do this, to, to kill one of their agents? Of darkness on our earth uh, on the night of of All Hallows Eve. Well, apparently, from what I read, the like uh, proper like princes and government officials wanted to rock up and see this thing. So it was pretty uh, normally something that was normally something for like not even the worst of the worst, but like someone who was maybe quite upper class or wealthy that they might kind of get that treatment. So maybe it was just a Friday, <laughs> it was or a Saturday. It was just a Saturday night, and they're like, "No, do it on Saturday because we're going to get the princes to come and we can get to watch him be bashed all of his limbs on a wheel." Yeah, they want to get their their biggest analytics. They want to get yeah, yeah. they want to get the influencers there who they want to get like, that three p.m. Friday exactly views. <laughs> send send a tweet that Peter Stamp was executed on Friday. Yeah. What do you mean by a tweet, sir? Uh, tie a squirrel around a bird's foot? <laughs> what else does one thing as a tweet? Um, yeah, it's uh, it's fucked up that they did it on Halloween night. Yeah. I guess. Well, maybe it's Sim- easy. Symb- symbolic. Easy for him to tra- uh, trans... Uh, Transmogrify. Transmogrify to the other side. Yeah. You know? Here's your here's your demon back, Satan. Yeah. But Stump was put on trial on the 28th of October, 1589, and evidence was provided that he, quote, from, these from the court docs now, he, quote, Gorged on the flesh of goats, lambs, sheep, as well as men, women, and children for 25 years. Stump straight up confessed to the murder of 14 children and two pregnant women. But he said also that there had been many others, but they could they didn't get it down in time before he was, like, burst apart on Always the rack. The way. Always the um, they stretched him out on the rack then to get him to confess. And if you don't know what the rack is, they tie up your wrist, they tie up your ankles. And then they just wind the things and just pull. Now, it's mm. not just like your arms and legs get stretched. They'll pull all your, all your ribs start coming apart. Your spine starts coming apart. Uh, your hips dislocate. You're not supposed to be stretched. It's the possibly the worst pain that could be put onto somebody. Mm. Um, all your sinews start cracking and everything starts breaking apart. Even your guts and all the, your arse tubes and all that stuff start like popping out and... What what extra like pre stretch and then post stretch? What kind of length would they be? Would you be stretched a foot? Oh fuck, half a foot. How far do you think you could go before somebody dies? I, I mean, know, I hunch quite a lot, so maybe. Oh, you could have, you yeah, you could have a couple of inches. Yeah, I just be, I just be hunched down first when they start, and then I pretend like I'm getting bigger, like a lovely flower. You imagine you <laughs> come out at the end and you're just like, thanks, lad, you fixed me posture. They're like, get him on again. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh no, shit. this fucking cheeky cunt. Mm. Uh, they stretch him out in the rack. And interrogated him while he's being stretched. So, like, surely, like with uh, John Hurt in 1984 or other, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, Abu Ghraib and all of these places and, and uh, CIA, CIA investigations or, like, uh, Homeland or whatever, or, or even that scene in Lost where uh, Sawyer uh, uh, is getting interrogated by Saeed and he's putting the oh, bamboo yeah. up his nails. Yeah, yeah. And it was, like, flashback into when Saeed was, like, a... Um, an insurgent yeah. investigator, or what's it called? Uh, uh, interrogator. Yeah. So like, I'm going to put bamboo. You know, they used to do that shit. They used to, they used to put a lad, tie a lad to a stake and they plant bamboo under his arse. Yeah. And then the bamboo would grow like real fast in a couple of days and it'll just grow up through your arsehole and your yeah. legs and your, all your muscles. And because it was so thin, it pierced the skin and you'd be like, ah, ah, and you'd have bamboo growing up through your body. 
I saw that was in there was a bit in Ghost of Tsushima. There's a couple of bodies impaled on bamboo. I can't wait to play that game. I, I want to finish the season because if I if I get that available, like sorry guys, yeah. we're eleven episodes shy because I didn't do the work. I'm just going around doing fucking nothing, and I love it. I'm just following <laughs> birds, following foxes. But Mongols, pretty bad people. It looks it looks beautiful. Yeah, you know. Uh, I did get into that Star Wars, the the oh yeah, the Jedi, the the Fallen. last the was it the Fallen, Fallen Order? Order? Yeah, man, amazing. Yeah, amazing. So it, worth it. That seems like the kind of Souls like that I could get into. I couldn't get into the other Souls like games. Yeah. They 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 all just seem. I don't. Know, I don't. Not, not having to go to Japanese, but I kind of don't like the font that they use. <laughs> there's, a, there's a level of polish it. in those kind of things that I'm not yeah. mad on. You know, but the Neo game and stuff like that is um, mm. a little bit not enough for me. And Ghost of Tsushima looks like mm. it's that extra bit on top of Neo or on top of like Dishonored. Yeah, that just gives it that extra. Oh, it's good, man! Like, and it's it's the game that you play that would ruin all the games like it beforehand, kind of thing. Does and and all the, and all the Assassin's Creeds if you were ever into them. Uh, yeah, know. that's what I'm saying. The new Assassin's Creed would ruin the old ones. Yeah, no, yeah, totally, totally they do. Uh, but it's just great, like literally, like running on a horse, jumping off, jacking a whole fucking thing. You should definitely check it out. Jacking off in Japan. Jacking off in Japan. Love it. Um, so yeah, they, like how reliable then, Tony? Do you think the confession is when you're being tortured? Well, he, when he says he, he confessed to using Satan's belt. Uh, and metamorphosis into the likeness of a greedy, devouring wolf, strong and mighty, with great <laughs> eyes and a large, and which night sparkled like fire and a mouth great wide, with most sharp and cruel teeth. That just seems... Yeah, it's very verbose confession, boy yeah. being pulled apart. Maybe he's just a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> like, All right, man, geez, even on his fucking deathbed. I think it could be like that, that um, Guilford Four type, confession where they had it written for him by somebody yeah in all of that calligraphy shit and mm. he just like <laughs> yeah put like a wiggly worn out x at the bottom of it it's like that's his statement blood on a bit yeah, of paper yeah. you know just tell him he didn't do it peter <laughs> <laughs> like uh what, what's his name in game of thrones that got his dick chopped off oh yeah um uh reek reek yeah what's yeah. his name Greyjoy, theon Greyjoy. theon the worst death of the whole show as well, by the way. What a oh, waste God. of time. But yeah, like the same as that thing where you're just like, you, you, you're being tortured for, for no reason and then at the end mm. you find out like, yeah, it's for no reason and you're like, oh. Can I just say one soundbite in Game of Thrones? It's mad how even in the quarantine, I was just, the the, ta- the bad taste in my mouth from the last five episodes of Game of Thrones has just ruined the entire thing. And it was never about the, it was always about the journey. It was never, I didn't really care who would sit on the throne. It no. was always about the journey. You need know? a satisfaction at the end. Yeah, but it, And I but did not get that satisfaction. I didn't get it. I, I, but like, who the fuck is Bran? Yeah. Who the fuck is Bran? Who the fuck is Bran? We heard nothing from the Night King. Sitting and say, where that cunt? That was like, that was like, that's like being on coke and having sex for like four hours. Mm. And then going like, you're almost there for like the last 45 minutes. Yeah. And then you just go, you know what? I actually, I just have to give up. Yeah. And you just stop. And you just stop. And then you just, you, and, your, and your whole memory of the night is ruined. The whole night is ruined because it wasn't a satisfactory end. Even yeah. though like the first hour and a half was probably the best performance you'd ever put in. Or even earlier in the night when you were just burning the ear off someone talking about how unreal Batman is. Yeah. You know? And now all that's all ruined. Everything before that. Yeah. Wrecked. Yeah. And now you're both just lying in the dark, sweaty and stingy. And the memory is just of you walking back to your gaff and the sound of birds and it being really blue. Yeah. It's a waste. It, well, it was a waste. Um, so <laughs> this this whole thing could have been concocted. And, I, you know, you have to hold that up when you, when you say, when you talk about Peter Stump. It, was he used as a prawn? Mm-hmm. Do you know, like to have the prawns in chess? Was he used as a prawn for the Catholic Church? It could have easily been a prawn. I mean, he's very, 
he is very, you know, it's it's so surprisingly eloquent for someone who tears into people and flesh and eats brains. Like, it's surprisingly eloquent. I think so. If the 16-page document is the only thing that we're going off of, mm. that's why I keep on harping back to it. If that's the only evidence that convicted the man, as well as these eyewitness reports. Yeah. So during the court case, uh, Stump had a stump. That's why his name was Stump. It was probably Griswold or Stube or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was a nasty nickname they gave him because he was missing his left hand. But reports from eyewitnesses said that the werewolf that was attacking people was missing a left paw. Don't know about that, honey. Don't know about that. Hmm. Like, that's pretty fucking convenient in my eyes. I think Stump needs, like, an Atticus Finch to be like, do you think he could have done that with no hand? (laughs) (laughs) You think he really could have ate his child's brain? (laughs) Clarence, you think a man can rend a woman apart and take a baby from her womb? Uh, It's not, uh, it's not possible, I think. Yeah. For Stumpy McGee to fucking have, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Use Basher to do the intricacies to be able to get into the womb, the the, the heart, to be all with one hand. Think about that shit. The legend, like the legend, just the the, the disability of the hand is just adds to the legend of like, you know, no, it was cut off and it was a paw. Yeah. And the paw is probably still out there somewhere. But it was cut off while he was a werewolf because he was being, uh, being defended. They say that the werewolf was attacking a woman. Mm. And somebody came along and went, shakunk, and cut the hand off. And then when he turned back into a man, he was missing the hand. Mm. That's what they said. And cutting this werewolf. Cutting anything's really tough. I can't even cut a steak most times when, I mean, when I have a home. We don't know that people in, in 16th century have like super sharp knives and swords. I'm guessing. I mean. Unless he attacked a butcher's wife. Is this I mean, something I, that everybody would have? Good steel? They're probably better steel than we'd probably use now because it's all mass produced, but. If you the know. Highlander movies are out to go by, a lot of people have swords, but they may not be that sharp. No, like, I mean, it's really, like, you know, bone to be tough to saw through. Yeah. Let especially, alone. Especially a clean cut. Yeah. So he had a clean stump off the wrist. Uh, nobody really knows what happened to him, but mm. they say the wolf that was attack- attacking everybody uh, hadn't got a left paw, and then Peter Stump didn't have a left hand. QED, he's a fucking werewolf. Now, mm. that's really reaching, but... Also then, being caught lamped by the rampaging villagers and bloodhounds in the woods that time was probably not the best for his innocence. No. Seeing as they'd been chasing a wolf the whole night, all of them together, like, yeah, we're chasing a wolf, we can see his tail. Every so often, like, he flashed through the, uh, the lights of our lamps. But they're not exactly fucking hunting them down with LEDs or halogens, like, long throw. La- it's like a fucking little candling in a yeah. box. And they're all horseback. Well, yeah, visibility of, what, two feet in front of you? Yeah. Is that? Not good, man. So, I mean... Ugh. I love how we're just so in defense of Peter's stump now. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, st- I stand with Peter. With the... <laughs> with, um... With the Salem Witch Trials, mm. this is what this is what I'm saying. If we're going to take the Salem Witch Trials as poppycock, we're going to have to de- give Peter Stump, you're dead right, the same regard, mm-hmm. even if he was and probably was just a fucking voracious rapist and murderer and possibly a cannibal because some mad shit happened to him and it made his brain go crazy and he mm-hmm. started doing that. But like the opposite side, and around the same time, witches were being burned at the stake mm. for. Just being like a sassy broad. What's a real shame is what happened to his daughter here because I feel like if it was just if it was all if he had a kid with his kid like this should this should have happened to Joseph Fritzl in you know Imho you know his kind of like on the fucking wheel and smash his limbs in yes. you know so I kind of feel maybe that but the legacy of it being the kind of werewolf maybe not entirely accurate but if he was like some kind of you know uh, I think it really delegitimizes of saying he's a werewolf because it almost takes away from. His culpability is like, well, I was possessed as a 
a mm. mythical creature. It wasn't really me. It was me when I change into that form. But he's yeah. also saying, I called upon the powers of the succubus and the devil to do this even fucking bigger than I did, than I could as a human. In some kind of X-Men superpowers thing, like he used it as a I mean, putting on a belt just to be like... Yeah. I used to, I used to, when I was young, I used to watch Brave Star. Oh, yeah. And I always used to think like, fuck, man, I'd love to be able to go, sight of the hawk. Yeah. Strength of the bear. Wish my best mate was a horse as well. Yeah. <laughs> like a fucking wise, wise ass. Yeah. Literal wise ass. Come on, Braveheart. He was, yeah. he was, and he was like a fucking redneck horse yeah, as well. Yeah, he was. Friends with like a, 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 I don't know about that brave heart. <laughs> He's a friend with a Native American and had there was no ever racial tension around like yeah, that. Yeah, there like, was none. Know? Yeah, um, but sometimes I thought when I was playing and I was like, <laughs> strength of the bear. I I actually would be stronger for mm. a moment or two, even yeah. like you know, uh, uh, psychosomatically or whatever. Predator football boots, you know, just being like bending it like Beckham, like Mike. That's what it is. So, <laughs> the, this killer, this Peter Stump, in court, mm. uh, there was evidences from eyewitnesses. There was evidences from um, uh, lads that were hunting him down. There was um, like physical evidence at the crime scenes, but nothing that really linked him back to the crimes mm-hmm. specifically. It was an awful lot of hearsay. It was an awful lot of conjecture. But the one, I guess, uh, piece of empirical evidence that absolutely linked him to the crimes and absolutely pinpointed him as the the, the the werewolf criminal was one girl who was an eyewitness and positively identified him in court. Now, she's a young girl. She could be manipulated to give false witness testimony. She said she was playing in a field and Stump chased her down and her friend Scarbird and she ran into the forest and Stump went into the forest after it, grabbed her by the neck, uh, turned her neck to the side to try and go in and bite her to to, to pull her her veins and her, because he was a blood drinker as well, he's a bit mm. of a vampire as well, to drink her blood. And she had this high-collared, stiff uh, shirt on, like a starched collar, very, very stiff. And he bit her, and he couldn't get through it. And he tried a couple of times, and then she managed to wiggle free and ran away and started screaming. And a bunch of cows rampaged because of her screams. And then uh, people started looking over because the cows were like... And people are like, what's going on over there? And the girl is running out from a bunch of cows going like, he tried to fucking bite me or whatever. Yeah. Peter Stump like ran off. But she went like, it was him, your honor. In the court and fingered him in court. He was frigged. Frigged. In court. In front of everybody. It's always the way, isn't it? With the one that gets away. You'd never leave a witness behind, man. That's the fucking rules. That's That's the rules for serial killers and for uh, Brad Pitt movies. Yes. So Tony then... Uh, one other part of this case is him being a werewolf. Yes. Thinking like a thinking like an animal, behaving like an animal, and kind of getting away with it. Yep. Tell me, what is lycanthropy, and is it a real thing? Can people actually be turned into werewolves? Well, there's a mental disorder known as lycanthropy, uh, as described in the uh, DSM-4. What's the DSM-4? It's the, the big book of mental disorders. Really? Yeah. Interesting. There's a DSM-5 now that, uh, doesn't have like they were they called uh, transgenderism in the DSM four. It was like uh, gender dys- dysphoria, mm. and then it's like reclassified in the number five as like it's not like a disease of the mind. It's a right. It's not like kind a dysmorphia. Of, yeah. So every so every so often they kind of update it with all the new variations and definitions. Well, I hope like Andrew made it into DSM five, um, <laughs> which <laughs> make the cut. <laughs> make the cut. Uh, which is a manifestation of schizophrenia. 
and has elements of psychosis, hallucinations, and grossly disorganized behavior. Sounds like my bloody room. <laughs> Maybe I got this. Uh, <laughs> I need to get one of those one of those noise machines. Yeah, you do. Just for the odd clanger that you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> we do get them. Hold on a second. Uh, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> I cut that in there. That's amazing. <laughs> Essentially, you turn into a gibbering animal. And you seem like a monster to onlookers. So maybe Peter was a sufferer of this ailment. And the only way to explain it was, uh, you know, explain it was he was a werewolf. And the other elements were concocted to make it more believable or justify the gruesome execution. Yeah, I think it could be like, we want to fuck this guy up. Mm. We want to fuck him up real bad. Yep. But the only way to get at him, like, in a vicious way, rather than just putting him in a jail, mm. he has to have done something that's, like, um, irreconcilable. Mm. It's outside of human you know, human nature, like he's inhuman. We have to dehumanize him in order yeah. to be allowed to mete out the brutal revenge that we want to exact on him. I mean, it's not insane to think that it could be, you know, like, you know, like the, have you heard about the, the Beast of Gavoudon, this wolf that fucking just jacked people, like maybe even 500 people was a wolf, just a wolf. It but sounds a massive, sexy. Yeah, it sounds awesome. Yeah. Beast of, like occasion, yeah, <laughs> occasion werewolf. I'm gonna eat you right now. Eat you right now, baby. Yeah. In the good way and the bad way. <laughs> yeah, first the good way and then the bad way. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, but yeah, like this uh, werewolf who just like, or this wolf, and it was just, but like it was a wolf. It wasn't like a, a a werewolf or a human. But like wolves are fucking mad. I'm sure you've seen like those like super packs that you have in Russia, where it's like yeah, 500 man. wolves. Mm. So could easily have been a perfect storm of a load of wolves, you know, at a very volatile time. Yeah, with a guy who was already a bit of a creep, who had schizophrenia, and just like a perfect storm, and being yeah. like Anne as well, and come on, let's in, let's turn this guy into an absolute, you know, legacy. Yeah. Um, I, I only use the word martyr because it has like positive connotations at the other side of it. Yeah. But like, yeah, he was a martyr werewolf. Yeah. For his crimes, which he did commit. Which he did commit. But it was kind of like, let's finagle this into a, a cautionary tale. Mm. Like in our werewolf episode, we know that the prefix were is given to someone turns into an animal, but like clinical lycanthropy isn't just limited to wolves. Mm. So like think about the places that this mental disorder could happen to somebody. So mm. if you're in like France or Germany in the 16th century and you're like, I'm an animal and I have, what did you say? Grossly disorganized behavior. Yeah. Oh. All of my all of my pots and potions aren't in the right place in my house or whatever. If you were in India, you'd turn into like a were tiger. Or if you were in Russia, you'd turn into a were bear. Mm. You know? Cute, yeah, but also like deadly because they're still like raping and 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 killing and eating people. What was that Russian film where like they could all transform into different animals and it was like a massive kind of blockbuster? But it was ah, sorry, it's a clanger of a rod. I can't remember it, but it was a big massive flick. Was it like, is it Stalker? No, it was recent. It's like a, and it was like a trilogy of it, and it was like the biggest film in Russia, and it was all over. Oh, what? Um, oh. I gotta look about like they were like this. It's like X Men, but there was like where there was like a werewolf, there was like a were bear, there was like a were I don't know. There was little, anyway. I don't remember the name, but I'll, I'll I'll Google it and I'll send it to you. We can um, we can check that out, and uh, the people at home will yeah will make it good. So yeah, where like wherever you are in the world, there's a certain animals. So like were tigers, were bears, were leopards for like Africa. We kind of have it, the puka and the dog here. Yes, the black dog. So it's a black dog or a, like a, a horse. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we have dogs and horses in Ireland, we wouldn't exactly have wolves here. Oh, so well, unless no... the green party get their way. Hey, oh. Reintroducing the bloody wolves into the... Are those motherfuckers that uh, nearly dug out of the zoo a few years ago? Oh, yeah. Did you remember that? Yeah. They nearly got out there just like... 
Yeah. Like two feet from being wild wolves. Yeah. Getting out in the deer as the pheno. Ah, they would have eaten some berry and died. <laughs> yeah, well, these were things, like tigers in India, there's there's reports of like were tigers. Mm. In uh, Sri Lanka, there's like were, uh, were manatees mm. and were... Uh, were whales and were dolphins. So it's like, oh, this lad that turns into a were dolphin. We did an episode on mermaids where you talk mm. about that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's like people will turn into whatever animal is a threat mm. in the area that they live. So like somebody in, I don't know, South America wouldn't be all like, I turned you into a werewolf. It's like they turn into some like weird fucking jungle cat were yeah. version of that or whatever. Um, and in Africa, then you have your were spiders and your were mm-hmm. tigers and your were well not tigers were lions were leopards were yeah. were panthers. But a lot of the like when you look when you go into like a lot of the cryptids, like changelings just kind of get to be one thing. Sometimes yeah. it's even just like a changeling, where it's like um, even like vampires in a lot of like the earliest vampires were like wolves. They turn into wolves. They bats. turn into bats. They yeah. turn into like they can turn to anything. Yeah, you know, or like Michael just, Jackson and Moonwalker. Yeah, uh, Gecko. A p- panther. Oh, yeah. In the actual yeah. film. Yeah, yeah. Great game. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. The, yeah, the Mega Drive game. Yeah. Brilliant game. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, there are these tales that go through all of history. So mm-hmm. I, I kind of looked this one up. This is a little penchant. I often tell it Red Riding Hood was weird. I didn't get to talk about it in the werewolf episodes. I go a lot deeper on the episodes now than I used to back in the Dizzy. Sure. But this little Red Riding Hood tale. Sure. Is, is a definite um, example of how... Explaining away the human condition into a cautionary tale of animalistic desire. So think about it. Red Riding Hood, a young girl wearing red, the colour of the devil, the colour of sin, the colour of sexual, uh, uh, you know, sexual ardour, sexual mm-hmm. readiness, mm-hmm. you know, plumped up lips and all mm-hmm. that stuff. She's made to take off her cloak and clothes to give to a wolf in order to buy her freedom. That's the original version. Mm-hmm. The original version of, of Little Red Riding Hood's Little girl walking through the forest in a red cloak, don't veer from the path, and the wolf comes over and goes, Hey, mon chéri. Oh, wow. He's Cajun. Yeah, yeah. Come into the forest and uh, I will show you something amazing, secret. Oh, okay. Where are we going? <laughs> she's from Balier. Yeah. And uh, she goes into the forest and the wolf is all like, Okay, if you want to know the way back home, you have to... Give me your your clothes, and she's like, "What? G- give me your clothes!" And she takes off her hood and takes off her all of this stuff, and she's naked. Mm. And then he goes like, "Okay, where where did you say you were going?" And she goes, uh, I, was, "I was going to my granny's." Mm. Okay, where's your granny's? In that house up there. And then the wolf goes up to the house, and he eats the granny, gets in the bed, and then the girl comes along, and the wolf says, uh, "I I'm I am your granny. Do you not recognize <laughs> me?" And she's like, "No." Get in the bed. I'll give you a snuggle. And she's naked. And he gets in the bed and then the story ends because we were presumed that he ate her. Yeah. That's the original Little Red Riding Hood. Until I got bloody Disney plus <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta change it for the for the live action version. Yeah. But like that was the original story Jeez. of Little Red Riding Hood. Where she's walking through the forest naked, goes to her granny's house naked, and her granny's in the bed and doesn't ask, Why are you naked? Just says, Get into the bed with me. Mm. Like, it's fucking weird, man. Uh the string from the path. Mm. Or tempted away by the wolf It's an animalistic passion Either in her or someone else Or someone that's been told And then When she's exposed to the wolf's intentions She loses her innocence She gets to be naked She gets to have a sexual way. Maybe the wolf is like An allegory for desire Interesting And this has been told and retold And 
you know, uh, um, taken and reworked and extra elements have been put in for, you know, palatable consumption. Mm. The, br- the Brothers Grimm got at it and, and added loads of stuff to it. That's the story that we know today. But interesting that, that you know, if this is an old cautionary tale, normally it would be that uh, Little Red is the predator in some way, you know, tempting, you know. It's very yeah. it's very rare you'd see the man, you know, or the or the, the, the male figure. Little Red Riding Hood was asking for it, going around with her basket, hanging well, out. Well, I didn't say that, you know, it's, it's hashtag I believe all women. I was just saying that uh, usually the story is like it was actually a woman who was able to tempt and the cautionary tale is to stay away from the woman. You know? Yeah, that's usually the case. Yeah, But I think this was like a cautionary tale to women to be mm. all like, if you're told to do something like stay on the path of morality and righteousness, possibly sure. or Christianity, if you veer from the path at all, everyone you love will be destroyed, mm. including your granny. You, your innocence will be taken away from you. Yeah, you might get eaten, and in the bad way, not in the good way. No, mostly. Really. <laughs> so, one of the original stories, uh, Little Red, she tries to buy him off with food that doesn't work. Then she gives him clothes piece by piece that doesn't work, and then. In one of the stories, because there's many different versions, it's such a fucking deep, like, allegorical tale. One of the versions where uh, Little Red Riding goes to the house and the wolf has already killed and eaten the granny, he makes a pie with the granny's flesh and gives her a slice of the pie and she eats her own grandmother. What? Then she's complicit in it. <gasps> and then he's like, get into the bed and I, I won't tell anybody. And then the story ends. Because we don't know if he fucks her or if he eats her. But it's kind of like left open to the interpretation. Wow. That's fucked up, right? But that's pretty close to what we're hearing here. It's very similar. Stumpian. It's Stumpian. In its way. So that's the original story then probably based on Peter Stump, possibly. That's the way he used to operate, get people on their own, manipulate them. He's just like a pedo, I think, that was like given a werewolf as a a costume. So the newest version of the tale has a straight white man then coming in with an axe and cuts open the wolf to save the eaten grandmother. And then he fills up the belly with rocks and sews the wolf back up so he can't be swift enough to catch another child. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But like that's a, a nice little bow to tie on it where it's like, okay, you did this once. I fucking caught you. I freed all your victims. Mm. And now I'm going to hobble you so you won't be able to do it to anybody else, Bill Cosby Weinstein. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, was it? Oh, grandmother, what big eyes you have. It's all the better to be looking at you <laughs> when you're coming into my house with the basket and the red hood. What What great paws you have. I got them for the catching and the hugging and the high-fiving and the passing out of money and rings and other trinkets. <laughs> like... That's a good, that's a good Cosby. Thanks. I tried to work it in everywhere I can. But like, that's the story that people know. Yeah. Because it's like, there's a, there's a happy, satisfying ending where a man saves the innocent Red Riding Hood and she gets to maintain her innocence. Because nothing actually happens to Red, only she goes like, oh, and she's a bit spooked in the, in the, in the woods. I, I forgot that that's part of the story that she veers (laughs) off the path. Yeah. That that she doesn't go straight to the grandmother. She's a boldy. She's a boldy. And she has a basket full of treats. Mm. And originally the wolf wanted the treats. It's like, what have you got in your basket? And she's like, um, this stuff. You want to give it to us? No. Where are you going then? Because like he's like, I'll eat the granny. Mm. And then I'll wait for you to come with the treats. And then you give them to me because you think I'm your granny. So instead of just taking the treats off her in the forest, a.k.a. just raping her there and then, mm. he waited until he got into a place where he was in a trusted relationship because he didn't want to just take it. He wanted it to be given. He really fucking has his cake and eats it too, doesn't he? Like he really gets a that wolf. But it's a it's a it's an allegory for that mm. type of mentality where it's like you don't want to just like forcefully 
you know, rape somebody if you're in that mentality. And I'm after doing so many true crimes. Like we did one the other day on Joseph Condro with right. Betsy Spear. And he he basically like ingratiated himself to all of these kids all around the area. He ended up like fucking and raping and interfering with all the kids of his best mates. He was left to babysit them. And he'd make this relationship where he'd do stuff. And then after eight or nine or ten times of doing it, they'd tell the parents going like, Uncle Joe is after putting his finger up my bum. And the parents are like, what, Joe, did you do that? And he's like, come on, why don't you do that? And they're all like, Emily, stop telling lies about Uncle Joe. Like Mm. this kind of shit, you know? Like Michael Jackson flying the parents around the world. Exactly. Mm. And then when the kid is like, his dick looks like a Frisian cow. Oh, God. They're all like, Mick, take out your Mickey there. Do we have a look? And see, does it look like that? And then it did. And they were like, eh, Mm. now you're grand. The weird thing about MJ is when he's like, can you put bells where people step so that I can hear? <laughs> like he literally had to get someone in to put bells. It was it was motion sensor alarms on the hall down to his bedroom. Yeah, yeah, that's screwy. It is. But yeah, you're right. I mean, that is kind of you know ingratiating yourself in with the um, with the victims' families. Yeah, that's the way that's the way these boys work. But like the stranger danger, people shouldn't be abiding by the stranger danger. It's normally the people that you know. Exactly, it's not That's strangers. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so the to, to go back to Red Riding Hood, there are many different versions throughout history, and the mythology of this same journey of Red Riding Hood is retold in ancient Greece and ancient Rome. They have this tale where a virgin girl was offered as a sacrifice to a malevolent spirit who was dressed in the skin of a wolf who then raped the girl, taking her innocence into himself as an, as an essence mm. to power it as an evil spirit. And then the, the boxer, Euthymioth, so this boxer, Euthymioth, came to He's like, hey, spirit, you, you want to you wanna go six rounds, seven rounds with me? <laughs> Take your wolf skin off and I'll, I'll, eat, your, I'll eat your babies. Imagine Tyson saying, I'm my favorite boxer, probably Euthymioth. <laughs> Euthymioth. Yeah, Euthymioth. Euthymioth. Uh, he came along and he slew the spirit and then married the girl, even though she was, like, you know, damaged goods or whatever you say in ancient Greece. <laughs> We're like, oh yeah, but sure. <laughs> Try find the virgin that's not raped around here. <laughs> it's ancient Greece, lad. Not Rome, you know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it was a it was a, a weird story of like giving up your giving up your innocence, not to the man you're going to marry, mm. but to like a, mal- a malevolent spirit. So right, it's, yeah. it's like a don't have sex before marriage allegory, mm. kind of. Mm. Do you know? Yeah, like no, if I you give it up to, to somebody who's like a wolf gets in, kind of convinces you just to fucking. Give it up, give up the puss. Yeah. And then the next thing, you have to have a boxer to get you out of that relationship because they're going to manipulate you. And, you know, a lot of these allegorical fucking mm. Grimm's fairy tales, Aesop's fables, all of these stories that we know as kids is drilled into us. Yeah. Like, you don't know how deeply that that um, that really affects your yeah the morality. Mo- yeah, I suppose where your, where your barometers are, you know. And, yeah, I always think of the one where your man would just put his hand in the fucking jar to get all the... the, the Hazelnuts. <laughs> and then it was all like, well, if you just let go of all the hazelnuts, your hand will get out if you just take them one by one. But this fat German guy was just a handful. Of, his hand was in the hazelnuts. And he, want them all. he had a hand in his jar for the rest of his life, the rest of his days. I uh, The one that sits with me the most is probably the golden goose. I don't know the the moral story of the goose. The goose that laid the golden eggs. Yeah. So they lay a load of golden eggs and there was a husband and a wife. And as far as I remember, maybe it's my social conditioning. As far as I remember, the goose would lay an egg like once a week or once a month and that egg would be solid gold and they could live off it. Mm. And then the woman got a notion that like, well, if it's laying golden eggs, it must be gold inside. Mm. 
And then the husband was like, leave it. Don't be annoying the fucking goose. Let it lay the golden eggs with you. For fuck's sake, it's grand. It's enough. And she's like, no, I want more. Mm. So she took a knife and she opened up the goose to see, was there more gold inside of it? And obviously, like, she didn't understand, like, the science of how eggs are made from, like, grit and stuff like that. Sure. And they have to take time to grow. So she killed the goose and it didn't lay any more golden eggs. And it didn't have anything. So her greed was obviously uh, th- the reason for her downfall, which is often the fucking morals in those aces fables. The same mm-hmm. as like the dog that looks into the pool of water Sees and he has bone, a bone, the bone, yeah, and he tries to, and he lets it go and it goes into the thing. So like they're all things that we know as kids yeah. that are like super tiny little flecks on the inside of the bedroom wall of our mind that we know. Like when we look up, we're like, oh yeah, no, I know, like a shorthand. For well, the whole thing is that you just just the fact that the story has to have a moral is yeah. insane. Just like even when thinking like I'm trying to remember what's the moralist. Why should it be a fucking moral of the story? Because like, moral of the stories don't. There's a story, but yeah, the way stories are told and the way why humans react to stories so much, though, Tony, is because there is like a hidden meaning behind every mm. single story. Like, why does anybody tell a story? Is it either to like ingratiate themselves to the person, to make themselves look cool, to tell a story more and like, hey, did this thing might yeah. happen? Or there's always something, mm. do you know? It's either surprise, a, a message, yeah, or um, status. There's a there's a book by John Truby, twenty two. Uh, steps of storytelling So it's like There's only 22 Stories that you can tell Oh yeah There's different elements Of each one But it's like You know The the, the, the hero's journey And all of these Sure different yeah. So like There are certain stories You can tell So morals Are the way people communicate Like this is A story about this, this happened to someone Because someone has experienced that And they're going to like Liken it back to their own experience mm. To go like Oh that resonates with me Or Jeez I better be careful with that Like mm. can you think of a story That doesn't have a moral Top of the head Not really no I mean some Some German cinema I don't really get the point of <laughs> I mean Game of Thrones season 8 Probably doesn't mean anything It actually doesn't That's no. what That's what uh, I think that's maybe What's, that's so, what's frustrating. so frustrating Yeah But like think of any movie That you've ever seen mm-hmm. Like there's always like a, It doesn't have to be Maybe like an Aesop's Fabian mm. Like very Shoehorned in moral Where it's like If you do this Then this thing mm-hmm. But like there's always Some kind of uh, Exploration of human Totally. Nature in, in every like even story. even clerks, you know. Like even clerks is just, you know. Like doing nothing while great. Mm. Probably not the best thing to do for a long period of time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's but I, and it it's a movie that you don't think there's even a story happening because it's just this meandering chat. Exactly. But then it's like it does actually get to a kind of end of a second act and enough's enough and then you can't really do this anymore. The best stories that are like that that you don't see as structured are probably the, like the most structured and the most thought out. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, there's loads of examples of that kind of Red Riding Hood being afraid of the wolf. The wolf is a natural enemy, or fighting of the, the the demon inside. You know. With that in mind, let's talk about Peter Stump's execution because it really put the wolf into his captors and executioners, right? Yeah. So, oof. I mean, is is death is 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 execution almost as famous as his crimes themselves? I think so. Um. Executed for his grisly crimes, and the method of his execution was one of the longest, most drawn out, um, that I've heard of either. You know, uh, yeah, you, I, I wrote that going like, "Fuck, man, I've heard of bad executions. This is pretty shit." You know, this is this is William Wallace <laughs> level from what actually happened to William Wallace. Yeah. Um. So he's essentially tortured to death in various ingenious ways. Uh, leave it to medieval Germany to have the best types of torture. Um, they laid him on a wheel and there was pincers put on several places of his body and so that when the wheel turned, it would pull the flesh from his body. 
pincers were red hot as well, if that wasn't enough. And they broke his legs with axe handles and shovels. So he's got flesh torn off. Yeah. They're seeing the bare bone, and then they're still smashing that with axe handles, shovels. Um, then he was maximum the, pain inflicted. Maximum pain. Was he also not strung up on the wheel? Like this is all done. This is on the wheel. On the wheel, right? Yeah. Um, so it was a sixteen-yard spokes on the wheel. Sixteen feet or sixteen yards? I can't remember. Uh, one for each of his victims. Jesus. And then they put him out after being stretched on the rack. They put him out and they kind of crucified him, his hands mm. and feet, in a kind of a Vitruvian man. Like wove him. Yeah. Into the wheel. Into the wheel and then started smashing up his legs. But not before they got the red hot pincers on all the... Pa- and started pulling off like lumps of... Mo- it wasn't just like pinching. It was attaching them to like the sinews underneath your yeah. your biceps with big pinchers and then pulling your just biceps so easily off. easily coming away. Yeah. Because it was red um, hot, you see. And then... Uh, like pulled pork. Hmm. I'm getting hungry. Um, and then decapitated. And his head was put on a spike attached to the dead corpse of a wolf. Hope they didn't have to kill a wolf just to do that. I guess. I guess they did. I mean, they didn't like wolves at the time. So they put his head on a wolf's body? Yeah, hashtag fake news. Propaganda. It's just like... Bat boy lives? Just in case you forgot, this lad was a wolf. And then they burn him to ash. And I'm sure someone probably pissed on it as well after that. I'm sure they did loads of stuff to his yeah. body before they... Do you know? Yeah, a lot of fucking... Uh, a lot of really gruesome shit happened in those times. Like, it wasn't really exactly the time of law and order. Mm. Um, if somebody did something to you, it's like, right, Jewel. Mm-hmm. Do you know You cut me off You cut me off in traffic With your horse and car To cut me off at the turn Jewel 6 o'clock tomorrow morning One of us is going to die Yeah Like they took shit Pretty seriously them days But also it would have been like You know I've just buried All my family like last week Because that's just people Are dying all the time Yeah So like I know I might die at any point So Life actually being less. shot Wouldn't be the worst Even if yeah. it's And you've pissed me off Enough that I'm willing to risk that I'm not going to rot to death From the inside out from, a, yeah. from some disease Now this is what makes me sad right Okay Both his daughter and his mistress Catherine Trompkin were seen as accomplices in their crimes because they didn't rat him out and they were burnt at the stake. Yeah. It's bad news, man. I, I even read that his daughter might have been even flayed. Yeah, there's two there's two conflicting um ways that they died. Mm. So they were uh they were flayed and uh strangled to death, presumably by some kind of man like the mountain mm. Clegane kind of style. Mm-hmm. Big man. Where's 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 strangly Boris? Yeah. Yeah. It was a big hand of twa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't do anything but the strangle. <laughs> and uh, it's my time to shine. Shut up, Boris. And um, Elder One said that they were burnt at the stake. Now, if it was me, knowing what I know about the science of being burnt at the stake, I take that. Because yeah. apparently, they're burning the f- fern. As soon as so, the fire is lit, yeah. you don't feel it on your feet. The oxygen is pulled from all around you. So you actually go asleep. Uh, and you go unconscious mm. uh, as as you burn to death. So the smoke, you don't even die from smoke inhalation. You don't choke. The fire takes up all the oxygen, so you actually can't breathe wow. within like forty five to sixty seconds. You're you're unconscious. That's very different from what happened to your man last of Mohicans. You know your man being burnt. And then oh, screamy! And then Daniel Day Lewis just from the arrow. <laughs> yeah, from ages. What a fucking flick. The same as um, uh, the lad, the, the leader of the the wildlings. Oh, yeah, yeah. Same thing. Robbed, yeah. robbed scene. Or the kid. And the kid, yeah. Robbed scene. Yeah. Stolen. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, that's pretty shit that the yeah. fucking daughter, who had already uh, survived a life of incestuous sexual assault, and who possibly had given birth to the son that died, that was, yeah. I couldn't find the name of, even. Yeah, fucked up, dude. That's like, you know, killing Brie Larson and the kid in a room. Yeah, just you because. Know, just because, you know. Like I said, the Fritzels, like, 
tying Fritzl to a fucking wheel mm. and breaking his legs and chopping off his head. Um, and then, I don't know, what would you... Doesn't need to be a werewolf for me to want to do that. Yeah, thing. you just put his head on the body of a paedophile or whatever, just to <laughs> yeah. show, like, this is what he was. Yeah. Uh, and then it's almost like killing Elizabeth Fritzl and her children as well. Yeah. Like, not cool, man. Not cool. But this is law and order at the time. I think logic and reason mixed with religious fervor like it's like a d- d- logic and reason of the recessive gene in those kind of fr- frenzied situations. What's the age difference between uh, Ian Brady and Myra Hindley? I wonder. Oh fuck, I don't know. I wonder if that's. I mean, probably not. Which well, I wouldn't say to be that much different. Mm-hmm. Myra Hindley looks pretty well on in her pictures. She does look pretty well on in her pictures. No, because I've seen a lot of criticism. I've seen weird fucking defense of Ghislaine Maxwell recently, yeah. um, because of the age difference between Epstein and her. She knew exactly what she was doing. Yeah, And yeah. her father was Mossad, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she fucking knew what she was doing. Oh, like, I mean, if she didn't know what she was doing, she could have stopped in her 20s or her 30s or indeed her 40s. Mm. So, yeah. you know. But, uh, but I do get what you're saying. There are a lot of people who are kind of dragged into those types of situations where they become complicit to become accomplices. But I think, like. When it's your daughter wife, <laughs> you got to fucking look into that. I think if if you have like are you think of something like uh, natural born killers or something like that that Woody Harrelson convinces Julia Juliet Lewis Lewis yeah convinces her like in in the book she's I think fifteen or something like that really yeah and he's like in his twenties so those type of relationships were okay in like nineteen seventy one or something like that but yeah anytime into the eighties and stuff like it's time to be like hey now you're a rock star get your game Came on, on. Go well, hey. yeah yeah, That's yeah don't fucking, kill kids yeah. Or don't, like, involve them in your murder plots. Of other kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the flayed and strangle thing, it's uh, in either or. But mm. they're, they're, and as we talked about earlier on, and this is the crux of it now, we're, 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 we're on, the, on the last slippery slope down into the finality of this episode. Mm-hmm. With the accusation that mm-hmm. I hold against the, uh, the church, mm-hmm. obviously, for this. So there may have been an alternative agenda to the werewolf hunts of the 16th century. Similar to the witch trials of Pendle Hill in the early 1600s, which is around about this time too. Mm-hmm. The church is fucking reaching out against heretics, blasphemers, and naysayers. Uh, and then the Salem witch trials in uh, in the late 1600s. Now, they were in the 1680s, but it was the same uh, people, the, 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 the Puritans, the European Puritans, um, Dutch, German, French, uh, and English mm-hmm. that sailed over to the New World. Um, even old New York was once New Amsterdam. Oh, yeah. Why did I change it? I can't say. Maybe we liked it better that way. <laughs> Animaniacs that? is coming back. The Animaniacs. Yeah, I love it, man. Yeah. So, yeah, the Dutch, like, settled in New York, England, obviously, the whole War of Independence, and, mm-hmm. like, it, it uh, resolved itself in the wonderful uh, duet of movies starring Nicolas Cage, National Treasure. I mean, which is, if you want a history lesson, it's right there. I've actually not seen it. That's been one I've just been <sighs> waiting just to watch, because I know it's, I it, the fact they got a sequel, uh, uh, you know. You can leave the sequel, I'd say, but the first one is... But just the fact that it got a sequel, it's like, well, it must be have been good enough to get a sequel. The first one was good enough to get the sequel. Yeah. The sequel was not good enough to get another sequel. Sure. Yeah. But like... I'll lap that shit up. Yeah, so all of these lads just went over to the new world and obviously bringing their stuff with them. Like the French lads brought it like, oh my God, I remember my grandfather told me of a story mm-hmm. of a wolf man running over. And then some Native American Indian is at the end of the bar going, I could tell you a story about my grandfather too. Like, mm-hmm. and this whole... The wolf thing came, you know. So um, these these wolven stories, these witchival stories, like the 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 Salem witch trials, was basically like let's fucking come down on these women who are trying to get after after surviving a whole regime. I sound very kind of 
bleeding heart liberal now when I say this, but like surviving a whole regime of being absolutely subjugated as a people, mm-hmm. they still hadn't got any voting rights. They were like, you know, less than three fifths of a person. I don't want to diminish, uh, you know, uh, uh, slavery or anything like that, but there was no woman that had any rights above, you know, uh, uh, somebody who was part of the underclass, let's say. Sure, the under, unknown property. The undermentioned. Yeah, like, I mean, they had no rights. They couldn't, so much, so much shit that was wrong with that, right? And if anyone started going like, come here, I'd love a fucking, you know, an identity, please. Mm. They were like, nah, you're a witch. Yeah. You're talking witch, witch bullshit now. You're going to get the fucking stake. Mm-hmm. And they made a show of these women. And it was like the most religious Puritans, the lads who were trying to infect Christianity. And I say infect, infect uh, Christianity upon America by making these women like um, cautionary tales and examples of. Mm. I think it's very, we're going to do a whole episode on the Salem Witch Trials. There's a fucking brilliant series on Netflix, Salem Witch Trials. It's it's one of the darkest parts, I think, of American history. I mean, obviously after slavery and, and uh, conquest and there's loads of like modern stuff where they're, Fighting proxy wars. But Very like say, recent, though. Salem Witch Trials is, like, kind of the basis on with which, like, um, if you're talking about, like, 1776 and, you know, mm-hmm. independence and all that stuff. Like, 50 years, 60 years before they were signing the Declaration of Independence where all men are created equal, they were fucking burning women at the stake for being sassy. Mm. Like, that's not a long time, dude. And having no, and if you float, or if you don't float, you're a witch gruesome brutal inhumane mm. torture on just like women white women who are christians it wasn't even you couldn't even explain it away by them being racist mm. it's like what was the motivation behind it so th- did this see, shit did you see the witch <laughs> no the, the film the witch no. the, oh it's awesome the one that's like it's all told in like um uh like oldie kind of english american um was it recent yeah a recent film the witch the, the horror the horror film and then there was the he did your man just did the lighthouse. Oh yeah, yeah. It's fucking brilliant. It's really really good. But it's all about that. And it's even like this girl is people think she's a witch and she's kind of seeing a witch and like she's even being you know her brother is even being tempted by her. But it's literally all kind of like focused on the sexuality of this woman, this young girl. And that's right. but like it's kind of it's just it's really really interesting. And the, and the, the the last kind of image of it is just kind of like. I don't even know. I don't know if this is a, a a sad story, a happy story. It's so ambiguously kind of. Um, I, I highly recommend it if okay. you're if you're into it. Chalk it down. I am yeah. into it. Mm. Yeah, I didn't want to do it for this episode because we're going to do vampires in this mm. season, and I didn't want to be too many yeah. scary because we've done a werewolf one for Halloween mm. and a vampire one. I didn't want to like over egg the pudding with uh, witch totally. ones as well. But next season definitely. Mm. Um. So yeah, like these these um witch trials that were going on, they were definitely. Uh, political propaganda. They were definitely political and and uh, psychological subterfuge, trying to get people to be afraid of standing up against the Catholic Church. So this document in question notes attendance members of the aristocracy, like Tony said earlier on, and high-ranking members of the church, including the Archbishop of Cologne, who wouldn't just step out of the fucking... He wouldn't, uh, he wouldn't step out of the castle for just any old cup of tea. He's got to make sure, you know, well, maybe he's just a kinky guy. Yeah, I think it comes out like for the for the real good execute like the real good ones, you know, the people who are like you kill them with their love, boss. Like you come out for <laughs> yeah, for John Coffee spell like the drink on the not spell the same. <laughs> but like, also like I imagine what like there was fourteen. It was big, like what we what's kind of missing from the story is the fact that I'm sure there was hysteria. The fact that there was like fourteen people dead, fourteen children, fourteen children, but there was 20, dozens yeah. of children missing. Yeah, but they got your man on the rack to conf- to confess to fourteen. And then there was two pregnant women 
taken and mutilated mm. like Jack the Ripper style. They were like, what the fuck? So in the same vein where like, you know, um, politicians show up at a kind of thing to show either their displeasure with something or in right. solidarity like with 9/11 victims. Like 9-11, you got to be there yeah, in a photo yeah. shoot. So it's I like the, you. you know, or they're like, I want to make sure this motherfucker's dead because he knows all about us. Or maybe they want to show up and be like, I want everybody else to know that I get the credit for this motherfucker being mm. dead. Like, I'm your saviour. That's it. I'm here, the Archbishop. But this is the thing. So there was an internal struggle in the church at the time between traditional Christianity and Protestantism. So the Reformation had started about 70 years before. Martin Luther was fucking hammering on doors. And uh, Stump did his crimes. And the Archbishop of Cologne, von Waldberg, uh, had introduced uh, Protestantism not a dozen years beforehand. Mm. So a brand new, fresh, religious, uh, what would you say, a religious regime had been uh, imposed upon the city of Cologne. And there was a transfer of power. So in the midst of Stump's crime spree in 1587, so he started in 1582, stopped in 1589. So 1587, two years before he was caught, the Protestants were ousted as the ruling religious class in, uh, in Cologne. And the new Lord of Bedburg, established Christianity as the dominant religion, making his castle the headquarters of his Catholic soldiers. So the boys that were fighting in the sewer war, they were all based out of his castle fighting the Protestants mm. who were almost like the Rebel Alliance, you know? Yeah. And and the Lord of Bedburg is like Darth Vader commanding the, the, the Imperial troops who were going to take back over Cologne. Uh, and they sought to reestablish the Roman Catholic faith as the dominant religious force in Germany and re- re- uh, reform it to its previous glory in the region. Tell them all about it, those conspiracy guys. It's then presumed, and I think so too, mm-hmm. that when Peter was caught in the years, uh, the years after this uh, takeover, Lord Werner was in power and he was the Lord of Bedburg. He wanted to make an example out of Peter, who was a, a, a Protestant supporter. He was also um, kind of uh, evangelizing to other people to convert to Protestantism. Like you yourself were saying, like, what about all these fucking rules? Let's just have be, have mm. to crack uh, Protestants away, you know? Uh, so he basically made an example of him. Obviously, the fucking uh, somebody committed those crimes, whether it was Peter Stump or not. Mm. You can get anybody to confess. I'm not defending a killer. Mm-hmm. It's fucking 600 years ago. But if he wasn't the killer, this kind of makes an awful lot of sense. That like the Lord of Bedburg would be like, okay, who's the maddest cunt in town? See, Let's the, take the only him thing- and make him be a werewolf and make him confess and give him a big public execution. Because not only is he possibly a serial killer, but he is definitely a Protestant supporter. And I want to make all these Protestants in Cologne shut the fuck up. <laughs> so if this lad is going around going, Protestantism, you're a werewolf. Junk and they fucking torture him to death. Mm. All the other Protestants are going to shut the fuck up in Cologne. I think that makes the most sense. I think that's very likely what happened. Um, the only see the only reason I'm I'm almost even skeptic of Peter <laughs> not being a werewolf is just because the only reason. Well, the main reason, <laughs> main reason that I'm being skeptical is just because it's the Catholic Church. That, yeah. That that if this was like the Super Friends, I'd be like yeah. Super Friends, great job. They saved a rapist who was a werewolf. You know. But just because it's the Catholic Church, I'm kind of like, you're not really the most honest. Absence of evidence is not evidence of absence, mm-hmm. though. We have to take that into oh, consideration. Very good. Is that yours? But, no, no, not at all. <laughs> but 
these motherfuckers tend to do some shady shit and at the time they were doing shady shit. Mm-hmm. So like it wouldn't be untoward to think mm-hmm. that the Catholic Church stitched him up like a fucking kipper, mate. It's very Peter, true. Peter Stump very was likely. just like a Protestant guy going around with pamphlets going, Hi, uh, my name is Peter and uh, I've heard, I, I know, have you heard of this new Martin Luther was going on about, mm. uh, you know, oh, you know, Protestantism is quite cool. If I'm sure you've heard of it. Can I come in for to talk for a minute? Yeah. Have you got a cup of tea? And, he, you know, well, doing, like, the, doing the Watchtower run around Bedburg and the Lord, the Lord of Bedburg is like, nah, this motherfucker's got to go. Like, And it's not, it's less than a hundred years ago when a, a vast population thought the Jews eat babies and stuff like that. Do you know what yes. I mean? Within a hundred years, there was like no Jews are don't have souls. Yeah, you know, like with so in such a short memory. So I mean, if that can happen in la- like ninety years ago, yeah, then the idea that a Protestant is a wolf and the rules make you into this kind of fucking insatiably, you know, in this insatiable appetite, so much so you believe the hearts of new unborn babies are dainty morsels like it's so extreme and it's so well written and it's poetically written to make you believe it it's so convenient for that to be true for them that's the you know you got to follow the convenience either the money or the convenience could this have been the first uh, religiously motivated false flag operation you know Counter, or just counter propaganda from the holy roman empire or just and it's as horrible as it is everything that he potentially did you know just a perfect situation that landed in their lap yeah. For what they wanted to enact, the level of control, you know, um, that they wanted to enact. It's called a lie hop in uh, government speak. A let it happen on purpose. Really? Yeah, lie wow, hop. Interesting. Similar to the Boston bombings or to uh, other situations that didn't occur as the facts would dictate. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a fucked up situation, very eloquently written about, and um, very convenient for the Catholic Church to keep Very people away convenient. from Protestantism. I'm going to say, I'm going to throw my hands up. We get off the fence after this last bit because this last bit is the best ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll let you read it because uh, I think okay. it's going to make a great a great clip. Okay. Uh, do you, uh, Just before we start, Donald Trump, cool or not cool? Uh, I would say not cool. Okay. Um, that's where I would kind of sit on that. That's cool. Uh, but I think... Um, they're all not cool. Yeah, you're you're saying he's not cool for all the like obvious reasons that he's not cool, like sexual assault or you know being just like a misogynist or partially racist or whatever. Yeah, and I think as well, uh, and a huge reason being that like a racist is really bad and a misogynist is really bad. Someone who's kind of those but acts like they're an even bigger one just to get more people to like them. Yeah, that's weird. That's I think that's it's not worse. An actual racist or misogynist is worse. Yeah, but it's like. You know, as much as everyone, you can't trust politicians. I don't fucking like that kind of guy. Like, I don't know if I can get on that guy. Having said that, you know, shouldn't should a, a president be eighty six in their second term? Probably not either. You know what no. I mean? Just Bernie for life. Uh, <laughs> I think I think Trump's doing doing an awful lot of kind of good stuff for America, as well as some of the bad stuff. Mm. But America's changing in ways that I think um, aren't being seen by everybody. Totally, and I don't think um, it's unfortunate that. Some people who probably do have a nuanced appreciation of the Republican Party. There's two parties, yes, and do you know? And some people who have been rep- like, it's a shame that Republicans are you know vilified in the same kind of way. When like, if you forget, like, there's two polit- there's two political parties, yeah, and on and you know the Republican kind of. Um, you know, I do, because of how I don't know. I don't know if it's actually more more liberal media, but it's a shame that it just gets lumped in, being like just completely 
it just could be completely vilified to be not a Democrat in America. It's too binary. It's too binary. I think. And if you disagree even in a small way with one or the other, you're sent to moral Coventry yeah. by one or the other. There's a lot of people in the middle that are like, I don't know if I'm not all in for one of these motherfuckers, like uh, they're going to say fuck off to me. So it's There's very a lot weird. of people, I'm sure, you know, like Kelsey Grammer is a Republican, you know. Yeah. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of people who probably do have a, uh, are like have questions about everything. But like, you know, I'm sure his Democrats have questions about, you know, what the Democrats do and say. Yeah. You know. Like how many people Hillary Clinton has had organized to be suicided? Um, like that, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot yeah. of questions. A lot, lot of questions. questions. So what? with that in mind, I just want to ask, you 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 lean you're leaning towards I don't like Trump. Yeah. But I know that you very much like werewolves. Yes. So what if I was to tell you that Donald Trump could possibly be a werewolf okay. or related to a werewolf? Would that make him cooler in your eyes? Um, like I like if I were to look at Trump pre pre President Trump, uh, I lived, I liked I liked him in Home Alone too. Yeah, I liked him in The Apprentice. If right I found down there out, to the left, yeah, if I found out that guy was a wolf, I'd be like, yeah, good, that's better. Yeah, yeah. Now that he's the president, probably not great. Yeah, uh, well, it doesn't it doesn't so redeem just uh, I don't know. I just think. I think having just so such such a level of misogyny and racism be so complacent, I think, is the biggest issue, you know. And being a wolf is better. When people are calling him a, like a, a, a dog or whatever, like it, it, it might not be that far away from the truth, is what I'm saying. You don't know the half of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? So let's find out. Okay. Is, is he... Some reports yes. of Donald Trump being related to this Peter Strump are crawling around the internet, tracing back lineage. Uh, Katerina Trumpkin, or Trump, lived with Peter Stump in Karlstadt in Cologne. She was one uh, of those who was executed with him being burned at the stake. Uh, but now... Wait, wait for it. Wait for it. Here we go. Donald Trump's grandfather, Friedrich Trump, was born in the same village in 1869. That's fact truth. Before moving to New York to make his fortune. If Katerina died in 1589 and had a child who survived that could be Trump's great-grandfather, Katerina and Peter were lovers long before the killings um, and may have had a child and named him Hans and it was one of Donald's oldest ancestors that they can trace back. And he was also born in Calstad. I cannot believe this. Yeah, so Hans is a great-great-grandfather that could have been born in the period of time between uh, Peter and... Uh, Katarina's uh, relationship. Fucking Katarina wine mixer. <laughs> the records of births, marriages, and deaths were all but destroyed on the Thirty Years' War. But maybe, just maybe, you could think Trumpkin and Trump are different. But in the dialect at the time, they would put an "in" at the end of the woman's name, similar to an "a" uh, at the end of a Russian family name. This is simply fascinating, Gordo. He may. You don't. Get, I don't think he gets a pass. I don't think he gets a pass, but it's if he was, it makes it more. It makes it more interesting. I think it definitely could be true, like in the vastness of all existence. Well, with all the Murphys being related over here, and all how the Fitzgeralds, <laughs> how amazing! Like yeah, like fucking uh, JFK was related to some cunt in New Ross, mm. and then they made everybody come back there every year forever to be like, oh, JFK's homestead. Like there's a yeah. park named after him and. All of the, um, what are those, what's that woman, uh, uh, the, the ones that's married to Arnold Schwarzenegger. 
the Kennedy uh, Marina. Mer- Just to have a middle name that's like Kennedy Kennedy adjacent. Yeah, Schreiber. Schreiber. Yeah. Uh, so the Schreiber. Schreiber. That's Shriver. It, the Shrivers. So like they all come back and it's like oh, I'm Maria Shriver, JFK's relative somehow. I'm here in New Ross. Hello. And like if Trump is related to the Stumps, mm. the Stubas, like they're from the same town, from the same era. They've gone all the way back to Hans Trump, who was born in a time when Katarina and Peter were knocking boots or knocking paws or whatever, <laughs> doing it doggy style. Single paw. Mm. Single and uh, it totally could be possible totally that the timelines match up that he's the descendant of Peter Stump. Well, like, is it? Is it? Does it make a difference? I think yes. I think if uh, a severe lack of empathy runs in the family, then that makes perfect sense. <laughs> if psychopathy, if uh, delusions of delusions of grandeur, delusions of superiority, which yeah. come with that. What? What were the? What were the other? Or maybe uh, he still got that belt. Well, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I gotta lose a few pounds so I can fit the belt around me. And when I do that, Joe, it's all over for you, buddy. Uh, what was the what were the fucking things that we said were the were the symptoms of it under the? Uh, find it now. I find it now. What were uh, the symptoms? Addiction to McDonald's and KFC. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ble- I, uh, I just can't stop tweeting. Yeah. Woof. Hold on. Like can. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Be. So as described in the DSM-4, lycanthropy seems to sound like the Donald. A manifestation of schizophrenia has elements of psychosis, hallucinations, and grossly disorganized behavior. Definitely the, uh, maybe even the hallucinations and the grossly disorganized behavior. Yeah, because he's like at the fucking, uh, uh, at like the uh, inauguration. Mm. And he's like, there's 200 million people standing in Washington, D.C. <laughs> yeah. today. And yeah. Then you look at the videos, it's like, you know, a quarter what Obama had. And he's mm-hmm. like... Look at the tapes. I can see the people. He was hallucinating more people than were actually there. Mm-hmm. Um, so Melania is a succubus, like all quite possibly, mm-hmm. or, or 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 the demon that took over his wives. She she was done with Ivana. Wow! And jumped out and moved into Melania. So it isn't MK Ultra in Melania. It's the soul of the succubus, P- quite possibly. <laughs> She's not conditioned by the CIA to be his handler. Wow! I'm just saying. All of that is kind of bullshit and funny stuff. <laughs> like, that's all maybe m- m- would make you believe that he's not a werewolf. Mm-hmm. But Tony, Hans Trump, early 1600s, possibly descended from Peter Stump and Katerina Trumpkin. 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 Who is, and the in is like from the Russian. Yeah. So, like, people said, like, cut. If that was a man, it'd be like, uh, you know, uh, Michael Trump, but it's Katarina Trump. And yeah. Like, that, that could talk Hans Trump into Friedrich Trump. And it's 100% real that they're from Kastad. Yeah. From the same town as Peter Stump. I mean, names like, then it's they totally have to possible. have been. Not only is it possible, it's 100% accurate. I mean, to the <laughs> town. It's not even like yeah. two towns over or, you know, fucking in the same city. Like, even if it was in Cologne itself, like in the city centre, mm-hmm. with loads of people living there, and it's a whole big sprawling, you know, uh, uh, I know 16th century, but like sprawling urban area, people are fucking, all sorts of stuff. Mm. Like, this is in a t- township, Kalstadt. Mm. Like, that's fucking right on the money, boy. That's very, very interesting. That Just is, saying. and the times are the times are that's so that's where it gets a bit screw, you're a bit, you know, a bit a bit interesting. I've listened to a half a dozen uh, Peter Stump podcast episodes, and I haven't heard anyone mention that shit yet. 
Like that's that's a fucking exclusive right here. That's in there. That's in there. <laughs> so let's get off the fence on Peter Stump. That's the end of the episode. I just want to know one or two things because we kind of said our opinions all the way along. Um, Stump, was he a martyr for the Catholic Church's political agenda to take over uh, with the Holy Roman Empire running Germany rather than Protestantism? Was he made a martyr because he was a Protestant sympathizer or promoter? Or was he a murderer? Because I'm not going to go in and ask, was he actually a werewolf? Because we probably know he wasn't as much mm. as we would like them to exist. But was he a murderer that was given like a mythical moniker to get him under the the gavel of justice? Um, I think any man they make a pamphlet about is you know you got to be kind of why why are you why are you why are you handing me out this pamphlet about a guy who did these ghastly acts? Yeah. You know, I it mean, must have been serious. It must. Have, I mean. Where, how, when was the letterpress? <laughs> you know, yeah. is this like in the last like four, two, two, 200 years? And then they're like, what can we make? Well, we'll let you know about this guy, the fucking, you know, dictionary's yeah. not even out yet. But we'll <laughs> yeah. let you know about this guy. So they really wanted the message out there. This Gutenberg guy has a great machine. Yeah. Let's start using it for something. Yeah. I think, well, I don't think he was an actual werewolf. because I Because I think that's, you know, it seems to just, some things may, seem to drop that quite a lot, you know. Um, Too fucking handy I do I think he might have been The main perp And potentially did it And it was a very convenient Unfortunately Thing And that's also For the Catholic Church to use Yeah He was an escape goat Yes an escape goat He nearly escaped But they got him They go hard him (laughs) And um, I think that The political Espionage The political subterfuge Mm. That the Catholic Church Utilised Peter for was definitely very timely and wasn't a standalone case. So they found out that, like, oh, if we can get a murderer to look like a bad cunt, mm. mystically, mythically, Satan involves Satan and involve evil and involve all this stuff, because they couldn't have any psychology to be like, he was just crazy. Mm-hmm. They were like, he's, he's possessed, right? If they can get that and pin it to him, and they found out how well it worked and how vicious people were, mm-hmm. In their retribution, in their exacting of justice, they were like, oh shit, man, all we have to do is say that some motherfucker has Satan inside of him and people are so afraid of Satan that they'll just kill them. Yeah. Like, it's like cancel culture. Yeah. You know, all the Catholic Church had to do was send a tweet and accuse him of something and the mob would do the rest. Mm-hmm. I think that, that was a, a dangerous precedent. And also, like, arses in seats, you know, like, I want to hear more about this as well. You know, being like, what? The Archbishop of Cologne is down fucking smoking a long cigarette, being like, yeah, I'm here I'm here for the show. I hear they're um, killing a wolf or something today. Yeah, like <laughs> Pass me those warm nuts. If I, I might go back to my old, you know, Merino diocese if I heard that they were like, you know, there was a demon. There was an actual fucking devil who was, you know, putting on a belt and tearing people open. You know, I'd be like, oh, my God, that's horrible. But, well, you know, it's like you're fa- it's a fascination with true crime, you know. So I think you would have, on Sunday, I've been in there, be like, Tell us a bit. Oh, it's odd. What happened? It's exactly. like watching. It's like watching those uh, Al Qaeda execution videos. Or remember those those lads that were getting like yeah, couldn't watch them arrested in Iraq and they were getting their heads chopped off. Of shit. Yeah, couldn't watch them. I'd watch them ad nauseum. I felt like that was like Kate, Katie Hopkins, kind of like you know, they don't fuel the beast. Yeah, but they wouldn't know that if I was watching it or not. Like, yeah, they couldn't tell. But I, I knew. Sure. Wasn't good for my mental health. I like, knew I, wasn't I was in, watching. <laughs> I wasn't in, a, wasn't in a great place anyway, so it was sure. just like, fuck it, just like shovel shit on our top. Yeah. But like watching like really bad, or just watching nothingtoxic.com and yeah, rotten.com. Consumption Junction. Well, mm. it's like nothing toxic was like, 
death videos people get. It's like Luca Magnotta, you know, that don't fuck with cats. It's mm. like rough, awful videos, live leak and people yeah. getting hit by trains and electrocuted and blown up and chopped in half. And The furthest I go is hold my feeding tube on Reddit because I'm pretty sure they survive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch people die on Reddit was also a great place to, yeah. to go and no, get I couldn't. Awful Faces things. of Death was being passed around in school. I couldn't watch it. Yeah. Faces of Death is pretty tame, to be honest. Is it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> right. a few, like, fa- go- like fa- facial gunshots and right. one or two. Good wire and all that. Yeah, it wasn't like the aftermath of somebody jumping off a building, which I always wanted to see when I was watching a movie. If someone's jumping off the building, the camera always cut away just before they hit the ground. Yeah. And then I watched In Bruges and I was just like, perfect. That's great. Yeah. Perfect. Do you want to look to see in a movie a guy running full pelt at a car that's also driving fully at him? Yeah, I've seen a guy getting hit by a train and they just like explode into a mist. Oh, yeah. Just a fine mist. Yeah. Like, uh, you know what's left over after you pop a balloon? Like, when there's a balloon, it's a round thing, it has form and all that stuff. Yeah. And then you pop it, and it's just, like, two little bits of raggedy rubber. And it goes around the blood. That's what it, That's what a human does when it gets hit by a train. Jesus. It just turns into, like, a couple of small bits of raggedy shit. Those fucking guys. Because we're mostly water, like. Yeah. It's we're rough. train conductors, man, having to go through all that. I know. Every day. Mad counselling. So, yeah, Peter Strump was a murderer that was co-opted by the Catholic Church as a cautionary tale. Convenient serial killer. What do you think about the veracity shit? What do you think about the veracity with which his uh, the justice was meted out upon him? Did they go too far? Was it kind of almost like the animal in them was coming out to combat the animal in him? If he wasn't indeed point. a werewolf, which, you know, by and large, he probably, probably fucking wasn't a werewolf, uh, but he did do these awful crimes. How cruel and appropriate and... Um, reciprocatorily uh, vicious the baying mob was to mm. do that awful punishment to him like did the punishment fit the crime um, it's what you'd love to do with rapists now I guess yeah I don't know I was a bit disappointed they even uh, if this if he did what he did you know mm. I, I can't believe they cut off his head that seems like a, a sweet relief yeah why would they not like break his arms and legs and leave him there for weeks crucify him like, I remember there used to be, like, things in Oz that would, like, shock me when I watch Oz on oh, HBO. Yeah, yeah. And I remember the thing that shocked me the most was when um, your man from Beverly Hills came back and they, like, buried him in the wall. And he was, like, alive in the wall. Oh, Christ. You know, they were, like, they had to build, like, an extension in the kitchen. And then there was, like, a little gap. And they just put him in there and they were, like, building the bricks. And they were, like, building the bricks up above his head. And I was, that's like... an old Edgar Allan Poe story as well. Yeah, yeah. But, like, that's... Like, I remember playing my Mighty Max toys. Remember Mighty Max? Remember Mighty Max. And, like... The ev- male version of Polly Pocket. Male vo- version of Polly Pocket. And the whole thing was, like, out of fascination with... It was, like... There was all these weird kind of torture things. Like, Max f- falls down a slide, gets put in a tomb, and he's stuck in the tomb forever, I suppose. Yeah. You know? I used to build little Lego things of, like, little, you know, Lego prisons and stuff. So I always find that interesting. <laughs> I don't know why I'm telling all this. That you would build little Lego prisons just build, to see... Just to see how many bodies I could fit in the Lego prisons. Did you ever go and get, like, a hot candle and, like, drip it on the Lego people in the prisons to see what they do? No, I used to freeze figurines like uh, Demolition Man, though, and then kind of, too. oh, sorry about that, and then kind of carve them out. I used out. to do that shit, too. Yeah, I love that. And I always thought that was all, like, you know, Simon Phoenix coming back, you know, Bebop Rocksteady coming out of the ice. But anyway, to answer your question, um, I think the, uh, look, I don't, you know, I kind of think you don't need to be cruel for cruel's sake. Violence does not beget more violence. That's certainly a message I've learned, um, you know, from uh, The Last of Us. But um, I do think that, you know, what I, I don't I think it was uh, it's all too much. It's all fucking too much. You know, I don't think you should have been killed. You've been put in prison. I think that's the best thing. You shouldn't really be taking life, even though we did all that stuff. In my do opinion. you believe in the death penalty? Uh, no. Yeah. I mean, Fair enough. I totally get how 
there's now there's an extra resource that you have to put upon and you know the punishment fit the crime and everything like that but I don't think you should ever take anyone's life really I agree with the death penalty in so far as like it's a an appropriate response to somebody committing like a bunch of murders mm. and there's a big cost in keeping a person alive for their whole life and all that stuff but if you're weighing it up against the, the value of the life that they took mm. it's not that I agree or disagree with it I just think if somebody at like 25 rapes and murders somebody, mm. shouldn't they get to be in prison until they die naturally? I think that's um, a much more, do you know? Yeah, it's much worse. Much worse than yeah. just getting the sweet relief of death, I guess. True. I How do you feel about you. death? <laughs> so you're like, <laughs> oh, I'd hate feel. to die. It's like, what yeah. happens if you don't really mind? Mm. It's like, oh, phew, don't yeah. get to fucking get arse raped like three to four times a week for 60 years or whatever. Unless you're the guy doing it, and in that, that case, it's fucking you know, uh, kid oh, in the yeah. candy store. Yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> Thinking of the prison. The pr- <laughs> Welcome to the candy store. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and then the last, the last one, obviously. Then, like, obviously, the trials and stuff were very biased. Mm. Um, could you convict somebody nowadays, or do you think that if we had a werewolf nowadays, somebody was out doing that stuff, they wouldn't be convicted on the sparse evidence that was provided in the Peter Strump case. Like, no, but like how, you, you, how could they justify it then? And did it set a precedent going forward for pretty, pretty uh, lax accusations sp- to be turned into executions? I suppose it's just a it, 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 who Whoever has the control, you know, you like you hear, you know, like there's an Iranian wrestler going to be, you know, flogged to death because he spoke out about the government, you know, yeah. and he's like a popular kind of, you know, uh, Greco, whatever it is, Iranian wrestler so like that's that's not a punishment fits the crime you know it's it's like you can make you can make up whatever you want you know um you know so uh i don't i don't feel like it was a just trial for peter stump um or maybe he just was fucking the most eloquent serial killer ever and just loved it i was like yeah and put me on the fucking wheel as well you know but i don't think you'd see that today you know I don't think in any in any society would you? Um, I think you, I think you could. I, I actually do think you probably could see it. I think you probably could see like it. Saudi in some, Arabia, they're doing some fucking awful shit that no one talks about. If you had a situation like a Saudi Arabia, and then if if you all of a sudden have like that level of control, and then also some deep superstition that just fucking blows up like a new trend of twenty twenty, then maybe you could see that happen. Like the in in Islamic run countries. Mm. They have women who cheat on their husbands or have sex with another man. They're not even cheating, maybe just they even mm. have sex with another man. And then as a punishment for that, they bury them up to their neck in the ground and then fuck rocks at their head mm. until they die. Yeah. Seems pretty Peter Strumpy and then it's in it, it like does the fucking punishment fit the crime. And that shit's happened today. And I've seen videos of it. Like there was a woman in Nigeria, she was caught for doing something. Uh, I can't remember exactly what it was. And they chased her down the street and set her on fire. And then when she was burning on fire, uh, she rolled around the ground and put herself out, and then they just dumped a load of rocks, like true rocks, at her, and then a big, massive, like slab, like a brick, mm. dropped it on her head, like three or four times. And this is a bunch of like forty people in a kind of a Spanish Inquisition kind of execution of Peter Stump, time to a wheel. Everyone have a go at breaking his arms with a stick, yeah. then chopping off his head, like. And that's not fifteen eighty nine. That's like two thousand and nineteen. I do think if um, like that shit's happening, it does happen, and I do think you know. 
I do think as critical as you might be about having uh, some element of society, I think uh, having some rules is quite important to make sure because I do think that people do have a primal side of themselves and they probably would do stuff like that. I don't think it's, I don't even think that's a country thing. I don't think that's a cultural thing. I think that's just in a place where uh, the law is on itself. Uh, people will do kind of weird, cruel stuff. I can understand it for somebody taking revenge on someone who's done multiple murders and rapes on children cannibalism and then taking the life of like pregnant women and taking their baby like that's extreme shit mm. but like cheating on your husband and you know, then you get fucking stoned to death by a baying mob like that's that's happening now that's fucking it's crazy, disgusting man. and it's deplorable under it's, under religious pretenses well, well that's the thing like what what why why is that so why is that as bad for them why who told them that was the worst thing ever you know, yeah, who yeah. told them that that was a punishment fit for that kind of crime? Who told them that that, that crime was a crime? You know, yeah. that's the real the real question. And the last one, off the fence, mm-hmm. is Trump a werewolf or descended from werewolves? I think he could definitely be descendant, uh, a descendant of, uh, of a very messy, uh, <laughs> uh, convenient serial killer, certainly. I, I agree. I, I'd <laughs> like to think so. And I'd like to think if he loses the election in November, yeah. that he'll just put it, like pull out this belt and just slap it on, yeah, and like if anything, and if wolf he, out. If he wants to Im- improve his kind of uh, his stats, I think put the fucking belt on now. Campaign yeah. with the belt coming up to coming up to Halloween, and he'd be like, yeah, was it fifteen eighty nine? Like five hundred years ago, this night, <laughs> my great 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 grandfather was killed mm. for crimes. Okay, not a good guy. <laughs> But I want to just say to the American people, okay, are you going to go vote for Joe Biden and have him be your president? Or do you want me, Donald J. Trump, werewolf? <laughs> That's how he finishes. He just does that thing. But it's like, oh. <laughs> it's not like a full. I'm not putting it on yet. I'm not putting it on it's yet. It's not from the full diaphragm. Yeah, yeah. It's just like a gentle. Oh. Yeah. I'm a wolf. Rawr. <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely think he could be, and it would be hilarious if he was. That'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's it for this episode of Those Conspiracy Guys. Uh, I'd like to thank Tony for coming, at Tony Horror on Twitter, if you want to go follow him. He also has uh, Sexy Beasts and the Tony Catwell Shit Show. Uh, everywhere you find podcasts, Spotify, Apple, all that kind of stuff. Uh, where else can people find you, man? Um, at Tony Horror on all the socials. Uh, Tony Horror on TikTok. Oh, yeah, big TikTok. Good good stuff on the big TikTok. TikTok guy. Um, Instagram stories also if you're if you're not on TikTok and you don't want to have a Chinese spy in your pocket uh, oh 100% no, more, so, more so on Instagram it's uh, cross pollinated right? at, at Tony Horror and at Tony Horror on all the social cool man and uh, is there anything that you want to is there new there's new episodes of Sexy Beast coming out now new episodes of Sexy Beast we're doing the monster tournament there um, I'll be hopefully doing some live Tony Canwell shit shows in venues that hopefully will be able to do that I've been speaking to two venues they're capping at like 50 people nice so it'll be a limited amount of tickets but I'm just theater looking forward licenses. to theatre licences Wild Duck um, no no but I've heard that so it's been said to me as well do that shit um, yeah I've heard that's been good so if um, you're in Ireland and you want to come out and see Tony and hear his Golden tones. Hey, I have please. to say it's Thank you so much. possibly one of the most um, p- pleasing uh, to the ear guests I've had in a long time. And it's, it's right in there in the cans. Thank you, sir. Um, yeah, Tony Cantwell Shit Show. Uh, check it out. If you want to uh, reach out about anything we got wrong on the show, got right on the show, if you love it, if uh, you want <laughs> you want to tell us how much you believe that Trump might be a werewolf, info at those conspiracy guys. 
Get into the Discord for chats with other fans and with me. If you DM me on Discord, I'm definitely going to reply to you. That's how I'm running it. I'm getting off all them social medias. Too many fucking DMs to be keeping an eye on. Uh, it's a shambles, to be fair. Fuck Twitter, fuck Facebook, fuck YouTube. If you want to watch these on video, bitchute.com slash those conspiracy guys. Uh, they're also streaming live and on into the future. So if you're listening to this now and you're not a Patreon and you want to watch these live and not wait for months for them to come out, five bucks, roll it up, throw it up the internet at patreon.com slash those conspiracy guys. If you don't want a the subscription, then they'll provide annual subscriptions. So if you want to su- subscribe one time for the whole year, for the next 12 months, get ad-free episodes. If you're fed up of listening to ads on these episodes, you get ad-free episodes for every single episode. You get loads of behind-the-scenes stuff, footage, outtakes, loads of extra stuff. You get early access to any bit of content that I make. There's loads of Patreon-exclusive content, videos, unreleased episodes, and secret shit, including early releases for all of these on video, streaming on Vimeo, through Patreon, all of that shit. Five bucks, patreon.com slash those conspiracy guys. And if you like the show, we're back with season eight. And I want to get them shits up the charts. So uh, go into iTunes or Spotify or Podbean or wherever the fuck you're listening to this. And leave a little review. Leave a little subscribe. Leave Give it a bit of a share. That's what iTunes likes. And it'll be driven back up the charts. And uh, we'll be back at the top of the castle in no time. All it leaves me to do is say thanks so much to my guest, Tony Candwell. Thank you, my friend. Thank you very much, sir. It's very good to have you. And, Delighted uh, to have me on. That's this episode of Those Conspiracy Guys with Peter Stump. <laughs> So goodbye from Peter, from Peter's family. Oh. 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 I will see you next time. (laughs) Uh, My name is Gordo. Tony Campbell. I'll see you next time. Bye.